Hello and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner. I'm here with James Farley. Hello. And Sean Bell. Hello. Unbelievably, there is no Matt Murray this week. <laughs> there is no Matt Murray this week. I feel there's something having... yeah, there's something really wrong in the world, isn't there? Like when that's not here, <laughs> there is. it just feels wrong. I, you know, it, he's he's got internet troubles. That's why he can't get on tonight. Um, part of me finds it funny because it was two days after he was taking the piss out of James Farley's <laughs> internet troubles. That was that was quite good. Um, but also, I do feel really bad for him, man, because the news this week is nuts, <laughs> and I know that he's he's sitting there absolutely gutted that you can't take part in these uh in these discussions so i'm um, matt i know you're listening i feel for you man but uh we're gonna we're gonna crack on regardless we're gonna crack on regardless i mean to be uh, fair like-, like we've been saying for ages that he he fucking deserves a week off jesus christ like he's been <laughs> it's been non-stop like we were saying just before we recorded like the last time he had time off was like right near the start of the show wasn't it yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he's been got his house burgled. He, yeah, he's been absolutely like just non-stop ever oh, since. Did he cut, wait, didn't he cut centre parks once? I think he's missed yeah, more I than think, that. I think that he was with you, wasn't it? I don't think that counts. Yeah, it was with you. No, 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 no. You went. Yeah, we never went to centre parks, mate. We went to okay. Butlins. If you went with me, we ain't going to centre parks. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to. You know. I want to be with the common people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I also I think. We could all do with a break from Matt because his bitterness towards me recently has just been off the charts. You know, mm-hmm. in, you know, it's been quite hurtful, <laughs> if I'm honest. So I think maybe you should calm down, think about how bitter he's been towards me, and maybe apologise next week. That uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Get, get that done, Matt. Write that down. Um, we'd like to start this week's episode by thanking our Patreon producers this month. They are Aaron Patrick, Simon Nelson, Thomas. Jack Oven, Moomin Biscuit, and Richard Sawyer. Full Nels! They went full Nels, and you can go full Nels too if you go to patreon.com forward slash TCGS. There are various different tiers there. Go and check them out. We need to do a bonus show, don't we? We've been quite lazy yep. this month, to be honest. We've been pretty slack. Uh, um, we have. It feels like... I, I don't know about you guys, but I found the... Since lockdown has been eased more and more by the week i've been more and more stressed out which is weird (laughs) because i thought lockdown would be incredibly stressful Mm. but now it's all easing up i'm more stressed because suddenly i'm going out and doing things and it feels like you've got less time to do anything and yeah um, yeah. also the anxiety of just uh, if we go there is that gonna be messed up do i want to see that many people yeah i went to we had that when we were away on holiday and it was awful did you go into an arcade no we didn't go into an arcade but we went to this place that was like a waterfall and it was like we walked (laughs) like we walked all the way there like Mm. across all these fields and we got there and it was totally rammed with people and like really? you couldn't even see the waterfall, and like Chen was like, uh, I'm, "I'm not doing this." Uh, we we yeah. had to walk yeah. all the way yeah. back. Yeah. It was yeah. Uh, yeah, she wasn't happy. See, that was that was lucky because we went on holiday last week, and we were on the beach, but we avoided Margate, and we stuck to like Herne Bay and Deal and stuff like oh, I'm that. Sorry, so David. quieter places, yeah. and you go on the beach there, and it is just like you got so much space; it didn't feel. Mm-hmm bad at all and you know it was during the week but going into an arcade man i still weren't happy about that yeah fuck we that. walked in i had my mask on harry had his mask on 
and we were playing the games and stuff but at the same time we are like just pumping that <laughs> the disinfectant gel or whatever it is it's that antibacterial gel into our hands man it was crazy and by the time we come out i was like i just want to go home and kind of like take a scalding hot shower you know what i mean i can't deal with this yeah because um, uh i've mentioned arcade club before in bury um that's i think that's like fully reopened now but i just i couldn't like i really miss it i really want to go but uh, no chance. And it sounds bad as well because you want to support the businesses exactly. and stuff. They're going for a tough time. Like I felt, I felt terrible because we've, we've been to Manchester a couple of times. Weirdly, I felt safer there than the town I actually live in. Um, I think it's. I guess when you live in a city, you, I don't know, like maybe more aware of it. Um, so I don't know. Everyone, everyone seemed to be being really careful. But yeah, just like going to like a couple of our favorite places to eat and stuff, and they're fucking dead. Which is, you know, great for my anxiety levels, but not for theirs i don't know how they're still open so it's well yeah, maybe maybe rishi should start a um game out to help out thing <laughs> where you go you go to an arcade you put pound coin in the change machine and then rishi comes up next to you and goes oh look it's an extra 20p or whatever <laughs> <laughs> you go, oh, cheers, mate. Or, or, or like you finish like your plan sega rally and it comes up game over and he just pops over just pops an extra pound and gives you a little wink and walks out if you're playing, yeah, playing street think... fighter he pops up and he like, tells you all the special moves and combos and that and just <laughs> playing dal sim right well <laughs> well look he's got to get some sort of positive feedback out of anything he does so you know hopefully um yeah hopefully he's listening now i'm sure he is i'm sure he is, yeah, I'm sure he is. <laughs> right okay uh feedback last week's show kind of a big one last week wasn't it, it was i mean what, what james have you got anything for us before i get into the listener stuff or oh good point did you take notes uh well this is the thing because i, I listened to it and i really enjoyed it i thought it was brilliant mm. and particularly capone's edit I, see i was driving <laughs> as i was listening to parts of that and you know like people say they need to crash the car i didn't go mm. that far but I did like have quite a few like sort of nearly like laughing fits like from it because it what was. What did you think of the bit where he was taking the piss out of your Matrix bit? Oh, brilliant! Yeah, it's the whole of that was. was... I didn't even notice that. Well, it, it was great because obviously, yeah, because I I was a, a victim of that as well. But it was just, yeah, it was it was too funny to get upset about it, wasn't it? Well, what's weird is that that's exactly what I do when I listen to podcasts. Yeah. If I hear something in the background, I have to rewind it a bit mm. and just, I don't know, try and gauge how everyone's interacting with each other. And sometimes you find the most hilarious things in the most mundane <laughs> conversations. See, but, the, um... the bit that I, you see, I was clued into it right from the beginning when, when I heard, I was like, hang on, is that Michael? Like, it was, like this voice like going, It's brilliant, I loved it. Uh, there was... Oh, okay, so to explain, I don't want to explain jokes really, but the the clips of the various different people that you could hear throughout the podcast just editing in, they're like from. I mean, he's putting Zibzang from Gamer Dork in now. I don't think he's podcast since about two thousand and nine. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like who does he think like? But then to be fair, the amount of emails that we got that appreciated those like really old jokes yeah and it, <laughs> and it was interesting because i mean I'll, I'll read some out in a minute but they weren't all like obviously some of them were like oh my god this is incredible like i'm hearing people that you know i, I used to listen to 15 years ago <laughs> ever but then there's plenty of people who just thought it was good um yeah uh, so like yeah i must I admit we've the running joke with this 
uh, with these podcasts with the Capone edits is that 50% of the people hate them and vehemently hate them mm-hmm. and contact us saying they never want to listen to the show again, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <clears throat> and 50% of people say it's one of the funniest things they've ever listened to. Yeah. Has Capone gone mainstream now? Do you think he's gone mainstream? Because he toned it down, didn't he? The, he, oh god, yeah. the feedback was overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. It was all time. positive, wasn't it? It was well, okay, it was pretty much ninety percent positive. <laughs> I'd there, say there, there were, were yeah, ones. there were some negative ones. I'm not going to read them out, not to pretend that they didn't happen, but just because everyone who's negative about it was just like really weirdly mean about it. There was, <laughs> you know, if you got a couple that was just like, uh, is this like I listened to the latest episode, wasn't really for me. Is this going to be a regular? Uh, I don't know. It was all just. Yeah, all really venomous. If you ever <laughs> have him on the show again, yeah. then I will. It's like, all right, mate, <laughs> chill out. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean... Yeah, go on then. What, have, what have you picked out? Uh, so Nick Hannon says, last show was legendary. Capone is a wizard. Please bring him back sooner than three years from now. Um, Brad Turk says, the Capone episode was brilliant. I finished listening and immediately started it again from the beginning. Haven't oh, nice. haven't laughed that hard at a podcast since Farley got shit faced during the Game of the Year show. <laughs> <laughs> that said, I missed it. Oh my god, how did he not drop in clips from that? <laughs> You'd have thought it'd be all over that Capone. I, I uh, agree with maybe David. Maybe next time. It's... It's a, that, <laughs> that said, I missed hearing Doctor Boomstick on the pod this week, and look forward to his return once it becomes possible for him to turn his fan off for a couple of hours. <laughs> Which to be to be fair, I think we're there now. It's not not too bad. Yeah, um, it's not too bad. <laughs> Martin H. Says, is Capone Adam real? <laughs> Whoever created That's this... the question I've heard the most. Whoever... Like, uh, throughout my whole podcast in life, <laughs> I've heard that question about a million times. Yeah. Uh, he says, Whoever created this character is wasted on this podcast. Never mind replacing James. I cannot help but feel there'd be gold together. James's Twitter bio states he was voted most likely to be a uh, made-up character on TCGS Co. I haven't listened to the pod for uh, for long, but after being introduced to Capone, there is no way he's a real person. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love that email. Rudgy uh, said it reminded him of the first uh, the first episode of TCGS he ever listened to was a Capone special. Uh, oh my god! He says yes, I thought that was a normal show, and here I am, some years later, heralding a well needed return to form. He <laughs> <laughs> um, says I acquiesced to Capone's demand to stop whatever I was doing to clap for a minute at the end of the podcast, and I can only I can only apologise to fellow users of the M6 between junctions 15 and 16. However, I am happy to report that the lane assist feature on the 2019 Volkswagen T-Rock does work, even at a steady 65 miles an hour. Um, And then one more, uh, Hayes had missed, uh, said, new idea, create a Patreon tier to have all shows edited by Capone. (laughs) That is good, but then we'd have to pay him, I reckon. You'd have to get some of that money. We'd have to cut him in. uh, Well, how about we 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 just do it on commission? Everyone who subs to that tier, he gets a cut of, and the rest... (laughs) We'll just, we'll just yeah, keep to ourselves. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I was so happy for him, like, because, you know, he says he doesn't mind the amount of uh, shit he takes mm-hmm. when, when he edits a podcast or whatever, but to see all that, like, all those comments yeah. must have been brilliant for him, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, he just absolutely nailed it. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, yeah, but obviously we're honoured to have him on, and yeah, I, I aware that I, I aware, I'm aware that there's a a lot of people out there that um, still didn't like the edits that he made to the show, and mm. that's fine too. Don't worry, you know, it's not every week. Um, he's certainly not going to be replacing James, um, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to have him on again sooner than three years' time. <laughs> believe me. Um, 
hopefully hopefully a lot sooner than that so yeah that'd be good in fact actually <laughs> when <laughs> when matt um messaged us and said he couldn't make it this week i was so tempted to have him on again <laughs> and edit again like how funny would that be but jesus the amount of work that he goes through to put put that podcast together yeah. that he, i don't i feel bad to get him to do it two <laughs> weeks in a row but it just would have been funny to see the reaction well, cause that, yeah because that's the last thing anyone expects isn't it like even the people who don't like <laughs> yeah. it are just like well at least it's only this week like that's <laughs> Um, yeah, that would have been great. A uh, um, few more. No. Uh, so James McCall said, Animal Crossing feedback. Regarding the last update, I thought it was quite good. The Dream Island visiting is a great way to see some amazing islands and find inspiration without having to add people as friends. Uh, also, the new search option on the custom design portal in the Tailors is a huge improvement and really opens up the world of player designs. It makes it easy to find incredible designs, which I can then incorporate into my island. When it comes to the fireworks, you can press the A button on the pad to wave your sparkler yeah. around <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I sent you that. Uh, in fact, you while did. I was driving, I was listening to that, and I was like, I, I dictated that to Siri, which <laughs> which took ages because it kept mishearing everything I said. But yeah, I was like, yeah, that's that. That's they didn't get that right. Yeah. Um. Does it tell you that? What do you mean? Does it tell you that? Tell me what? Like, is there a thing that says press A to wave your finger around? No, I don't <laughs> think it does. No. It won't be you just me. have to experiment okay. with it. It's you know, press buttons. It's what you do with video games. No, yeah, but hold on. <laughs> you can't. You can't, I mean, this one you have to hold down a button, then move a a stick. Like it's not intuitive, is it? Well, Asher managed to figure it out. <laughs> and he's how old? Uh, seven. Oh, you had to think. That's bad, yeah. James. <laughs> I was just. <laughs> we had to, to see how you many times have I lied to him. James was like he was, he was counting on his fingers, and you could feel it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is the seventh fly. He's, just, he's seven years old. No, because I was just thinking, like, uh, Rachel's ten. He's three years younger. So, yeah, that's how you work it out. And it still, and it still took me that birth. long to do that <laughs> equation. Didn't <it>? Basic maths, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, yeah, go on. Uh, Ryan Heyman says, small note on the Hitman 3 VR discussion. When they said that they're adding VR to the entire series... Uh, I assume that means they'll only be adding VR to the Hitman 3 software into which all of the previous levels can be imported. Kind of like what they did with Hitman 2. They allowed the import of Hitman 1 stages and added the new quality of life features from Hitman 2, but they didn't retroactively go back and add those features into Hitman 1. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's that fair. Yeah, because it was quite cool that they, they did that with Hitman 2, to be fair. They could have just not bothered. But yeah, it just if it detected that you owned Hitman 1, it was just like, right, cool. And then just added all the levels and you could... I wasn't. I, I, I'm not sure what the differences are, but I know they, you know, tweaked the uh, the graphics engine stuff and it made all the old levels look a bit nice and what have you. So yeah, fine. Um, cool. Last one. Ronnie says interesting show last week. On it, J.K. Rowling was described as being a quote horrible little woman. Appreciate it was light-hearted, but was this really necessary considering the later comments about the excessive abuse given out to James Corden? Hmm. I mean, I I, I hear you. Right, I, I know what you're try- trying to say. Hold on, I got this. Go I got this. Okay. <laughs> I know what you're trying to say, but I would argue, I, my point of view would be, um, there's a difference between wishing someone was dead because you don't like the type of inter- entertainment they put out, mm-hmm. and calling someone horrible for being actively aggressive and antagonistic towards the trans community. Yep, I, I, th- that's my point of view. Yep. I hope that explains why I called her a horrible little woman last week. And, and why I didn't stop you. 
because <laughs> <laughs> that happens when I when I go down the wrong road. Sean stops me. <laughs> sometimes I just bundle him over. Like I don't give a shit. But then sometimes I do stop and go. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. Sometimes I stop you and you sort of grab me and we end up both falling over together and you know it's fine. Make it out. Yeah. Why not? All the way to the bottom. Before we move off of feedback, one bit of feedback that you failed to bring up, James, which, I mean, you've bottled it, mate. You mean the digs about Sean? When you were listening... (laughs) No, it was digs about you, wasn't it? That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. I was going to bring that up, but then you moved it on, so I I didn't get the opportunity. Okay, yeah, all right. Like, you didn't bottle it, and now I'm calling you out, (laughs) you're going back to it. So so what happened, we we were getting repeated texts from you while you were listening to the show saying... (laughs) I'm surprised by all these digs from Sean here. And then, like, 10 minutes later, there's another one. And then, like, 15 minutes later, there's another one. I don't even remember him digging you out. No. What happened? I mean, there was... there was Okay, because... Okay, when I was thinking about this before we recorded, because I didn't write any of these down, because I don't do that. And so it's a bit difficult to remember exactly what they were. You which, are supposed to do that. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I was driving the car at the same time. not doing that before. I was driving the car, and I just couldn't be bothered. And so the thing was, was I mean, there was one that I remember distinctly, and that was when you were talking about um, about console wars and about like you were like <laughs> saying, oh, you know, it's it's all right because you know everyone on the show, you know, when nobody really you know believes all that and all that, apart from James, you know, he's um, you know, he's with, with, which I mean, I, I I don't accept that. I think that's pretty. I mean, I I didn't appreciate that at all. Okay. I mean, it's just I wouldn't say it's digging you out though. I think that's pretty. That's I mean, I I would say that Sean's got evidence. Yeah. Uh, well, that. just because I sometimes have a different viewpoint, it's uh, that that means you know. <laughs> no, because you you repeatedly slag off everything that that um, Microsoft try and do. That's and not true. Defend everything. Absolutely not okay. true. All right. It's not okay. true. Okay. Fine. But anyway, so there was that, and then I think there was another one about me being lazy. I can't remember what it was. There was there was another one about being like not recording, no, like for different reasons or yeah. whatever. You know, I can see why you bottled it now because you you just I mean if you're gonna come at someone <laughs> exactly you've got to have evidence and I've I've I can't you gotta have evidence, be bothered you? to do that because I don't care it's fine well, where 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 is that left you what have you learned today don't know <laughs> what's the scouts motto do you know the scouts motto yeah but yeah you be prepared if be you prepared. if you want to have a fight and I don't really want to have a fight at the moment so I'm not prepared there you go. Oh, great. All right. I want you to have a fight, though. <laughs> I know you do. That's why you're trying to trying to Dave, like, build the whole thing up. you're giving away the workings of the show. Come on. <laughs> Sometimes you've just got to be blunt. <laughs> it's like the end of Superliminal. You've just got to be blunt. Either um, way, there were three times that it happened, and I was a bit surprised, but it's fine. We, we, we've got no way of, of uh, believing <clears> that. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll listen uh, back and I'll, 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 uh, I'll do it again. Actually, yeah, I'm maybe do you that. should have done that last week, James. <laughs> I've been busy. Yeah, I've been sorry, busy. Just... I've been away. Yeah, but now now you've got to listen to the whole thing again. Um, well, yeah, so I'm not going to do that. It's I fine. No, no, yeah, but... For the record, zero malice intended. It may have just come across a bit snide and cowardly because you weren't actually there. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Sean, what is this, man? You play all this stuff all wrong. You should have just flat out gone, <laughs> I meant it all. <laughs> Fuck you, James. Get to the news. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's get to the news. Yeah, there's been some news. Um, so... Yeah couple of bits yeah so the first thing the first thing i thought we could talk about because obviously it's the thing <laughs> are you angry when news breaks james i, I <laughs> i'm news annoyed breaks during the week are you like oh, i've got to talk about no, this it depends it depends it depends because the thing is right is usually i prepare all this stuff 
like quite a bit in advance so that then I've do got you? to do it in a rush like at the end of that's, the day. That's always good to do uh, with the news. Prepare it a few days before the uh. podcast. No, it's not a few days before. <laughs> that's a really usually, good idea, that. Usually I do it on a Sunday because the thing is, I've oh, got God. work, I've got to do work and stuff on a Monday. So I, but then, oh, and what I do is I then spend the rest of Monday praying that no big news is going to come up. But then it always does. There's always like a whole ton of things that happen and it's really irritating. Like, honestly, it's irritating. Trevor McDonald did the same thing, I'm sure. Like, he wakes up in the morning and goes, please, nothing happened today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm always hoping there's not going to be any developments or anything. And it's really annoying because recently... <laughs> Loading game up, you're companies... a gamer, but like shielding his eyes with his hands. Yeah. And he does it like, oh no, no. no. It's true. Sometimes you open up Eurogamer and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's, it's, <laughs> it, is, it is a bit irritating. And like today, like this, I mean, today there's been like stories that I've had to modify now, which is which is annoying. It's just, I don't know, I just, just don't like I've it when I've had to go to the website, hit control C... Hit control V. It's just too much for me. It's too much. It is annoying. But anyway, so the first story anyway is this whole thing about Fortnite being removed from like the Google Play Store and Apple's store as well uh, because of direct payments. So what this was, was Epic implemented permanent discounts on V-Bucks if users paid using direct payments. And they released an update for the iOS and Android versions of the game to allow this to happen. This obviously goes against Apple and Google's terms of service because, I mean, Google had this with them before, you know, where they tried to do the same thing and it was no longer on the App Store. And then they said, oh, you can sideload it or whatever. But then they gave in and just put it back on the Play Store anyway. And so all of them, basically, they're trying to sort of circumvent the 30% cut that Google and Apple get, you know, for these different things. So both Apple and Google removed Fortnite from their App Stores. And then Epic obviously weren't very happy about this. And Obviously, the whole thing was planned, and they violated the terms of service, but then they filed a suit against uh, Apple and Google um, to say, this isn't fair, this is this is wrong, and it's all about, you know, talking about how it's, you know, monopolistic practices and all that kind of thing. And this, I mean, this has all been timed, obviously, because there are hearings going on in, the mo- in America at the moment for major tech companies about monopolistic practices, and so they're trying to draw attention to this, I think, because the main thing with the hearings that there have been is that, um, like, the thing that Apple, that they've been going after Apple for is stuff like the App Store. You know, like, you know, is it right that it's the 30% cut? You know, the, the whole thing. And, uh, yeah, mm. so that's why they've been, they've been going for that. Um, but basically, I mean, I was talking to Sean about this. It's, this is basically a big argument about money, and Epic are trying to get consumers to fight their battles for them now by yep. posting all this all this stuff on there. And posting some rather weird videos inside their games yeah. to call out cut this. Well they they posted yeah, that the video which was like a parody of the nineteen eighty four one that um that Apple did like years ago, you know, yeah. about IBM. Yeah, that was kind of the idea. Yeah. And then today though, um Apple have retaliated against this even further and what they've done is it says here, this this is the quote, this has come from, from Epic. They said, Apple removed Fortnite from the App Store and has informed Epic that on Friday, August 28th, Apple will terminate all our developer accounts and cut Epic off from the iOS and Mac development tools. We're asking the court to stop this retaliation. So Apple, it feels like, have like thrown the toys out of the pram and just basically said, right, well, okay, if you're going to behave this way, then we don't want to do business with you. And uh, that's it. And uh, yeah, so... But then now there's obviously... Are they going to regret... Are they going to live to regret this epic, do you think? I don't know, because it, I'll tell you what I found really interesting about this is, you see, initially when this happened, and it was Apple that were like, you know, that chucked them out of the App Store, I could see the headlines already. It was going to be all like, this is all about Apple, how awful Apple are, you know, the whole, the whole sort of thing. 
Then when Google did it as well, it feels like that's changed the dynamic slightly because yeah, you've got. I mean, yeah, you can't, on, sorry. you know, because you can't because before it's always been this like Apple versus Google sort of thing. Like Google mm. is open and all this kind of thing, and Apple's all closed, and you know they don't allow anything. But then both of them are uh, against Epic on this case, and it's it's that's quite interesting, I guess, for you know to a degree. But also the way that Epic are dealing with this is is interesting because, I mean, this is really this is about business, and it's about it's not. I mean, Epic are trying to paint this as being like a moral crusade, you know, and I understand yeah. that yeah, yeah. from from the perspective of like small developers or like indie developers and stuff, that 30% cut is probably is awful, almost certainly. Like it's something that they would rather didn't exist or whatever. But yeah. I don't feel so comfortable about Epic painting themselves as being like this sort of like champion of like, you know, moral and consumer rights. It, that doesn't, I don't know, especially when you've had like the Epic store, you know, buying up exclusives and stuff like that, you know, to... Which is that anti-competitive? Like in the same way? I don't know. Mm. It just—I don't know. If it, it feels this whole thing feels very sort of contrived and uh, yeah, not not great really. Like I, I, the way the way I see it, and it, you know, as someone that doesn't follow this stuff, doesn't know much about the business workings and what's acceptable and what's not, um, it does seem like. And I could be totally off base, but it does seem like this isn't quite going the way Epic expected it to go. <laughs> like when Google announced it that they were also banning Epic, I was like, "Does it?" I, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure they were expecting both of them to ban them. I, I mean, they clearly expected to get banned by Apple. Um, did they expect that from Google as well? I don't know. And then now Apple's come back and said, "Well, we're banning all of you know. We're going to make it so that you can't update." unreal to work on ios devices maybe that they come in unstuck a little bit but who knows really like they might have predicted all of this um and it might be playing right into their hands i don't know but i certainly haven't got a horse in this race i'm not picking a side because i you know as i say i don't really know enough about it but um, you know, you, I don't know if that 30% is taking the piss. Um, I don't know. The the one thing, the only thing that I can really comment on is that I certainly don't think it's a monopoly. When you've <laughs> got two big companies banning you for doing the same thing, two competing companies that are banning you for doing the same thing, and you're countersuing, claiming that they're both monopolies, it's kind of like, it's, doesn't that <laughs> defeat the... Well, also, what you're saying? Like, the other thing that, like, the Epic... I mean, Epic's directly, like, called out Apple as being, like, a, a massive monopoly kind of thing. And I think that's more difficult, I feel, to justify, you know, considering... Like, the, they they keep trying to say this is, like, the Windows case. You know, it's like the Windows... Like, the antitrust case, like, back in, like, in the, like, the late 90s, that it was it's exactly the same as that. But I don't really feel it is, because, I mean, Windows, at that point, really did have, like, a, like a monopoly, like, on... Desktop mm. like desktop software like everybody pretty much was using it apart from like a very small you know number of like Mac users and like Linux users. Whereas for Apple, like if you look at usage shares, it's significantly smaller than than Google's is. Do you sort of if you sort of yeah. And it, it's not like they it's not like you know the iPhone is the only place you can go to to do this stuff. You can choose like you don't mm. have to buy an iPhone. You know you can you can buy an Android phone and it has all the same stuff. You know if you want to. And so, I, d- I don't know, the, the Monopoly thing, I don't really see, if you see what I mean. Well, it's... that's it. I mean, it remind, uh, I, there was a, a big argument in America over Sirius XM um, becoming a, uh, you know, joining together, what they call it, a merger mm-hmm. between Sirius and XM. In America, there's satellite radio. And the argument was, is that 
yeah, they're the two massive satellite radio companies at the time, but they're not competing just because they're not competing against each other anymore. It doesn't mean that they're not competing against commercial radio, Spotify, you know, mm. um, Apple Music, all that sort of stuff. Um, and eventually that got allowed, that merger, you know, did go through. Um, so here it's kind of like, is is this the only place that you can play Fortnite or Epic Games? Well, no. If you if you want to avoid all this, play it on PC or play it on the Switch or play it on another console. You know what I mean? It's. I'd love to know. Also, there's a few other things that I'd like to know, and you probably won't know these que- um, questions. But the percentage that um, Microsoft take from the sales on their store for you know microtransactions on uh, for Fortnite, I'd like to know how comparable that is, and mm. if that's way better on. Um, Xbox. No, it's the and... same. It's all thirty percent. They they all take thirty percent. <laughs> like so does so PlayStation. What, yeah. So that kind of then why are they not doing that to everyone? I guess well, would be their argument is that the game console, like the 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 platform holders for the for the consoles, put a lot of more effort and sort of time and whatever and you know resources into developing that platform that then developers can then put their um yeah put their games onto, and that like Google and Apple don't. And that you know, it's it's they don't put the same. Which I I don't understand that argument. That that seems a, a I don't know. I, I but... sort of. I mean, mobile gaming, as far as Google and Apple are concerned, has basically just been like a happy accident that happened to them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but then considering the you know billions that Fortnite rakes in, what? So are they seriously looking at the PlayStation, the Xbox, and the Switch and going, well, yeah, they you know they made like a nice user interface, so. Yeah, have, have yeah. billions of dollars that uh, uh, <laughs> on other platforms we think is ours. You know, I, mm, I don't know. And also, the 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 other question is, um, so obviously Apple take this money because they're using their systems to for people to download their game and um, spend the money on the game, and there's that. That's where that thirty percent cut comes from, right? Yeah. But you know, they haven't. They've, the, you know, there's a history of them doing some strange things to stop people bypassing their payment systems mm. to um, access things through an app, right? So there's that co- comic, what's it called? Uh, Comicsology, yeah, the, yeah. Comicsology. Mm. They, 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 now, if you want a comic on that thing, you have to go to Amazon's website, yep. buy the comic, and then it'll appear on your app mm. rather than just doing it through the app. The same with Netflix as well. The, I guess. Mm. I'm trying to work out what the difference is then between that and, say, just using the Amazon app to buy things off of that. Is it because you're buying other people's products on the Amazon app? Oh, is that? How oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, because yeah, so it's yeah, it's not like Google or Apple take a cut if you buy stuff on Amazon on it. Yeah, uh, good point. Don't know. I'm assuming it's because <laughs> they're selling other people's products or they're selling yeah other because products you're, you're not selling you're buying stuff that isn't actually distributed or used via the the device right or via the operating system whereas if you're buying content within a game that's still being oh, delivered right. oh, yeah, from yeah, yeah. See what saying. yeah that's still being delivered from google servers or apple servers it still has to go through apple or google certification processes etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's still on them whereas google and google and apple it's none of their business what you buy on amazon i guess so here's the thing if if things like that have to go through the system mm. And be approved by Apple. I assume, right? Okay, so I assume 
that they put this update out, which gave you access to buying directly off their store, mm. as a way of proving that they do not do their job and check. Yeah, or do, at least know. demonstrating that it's not necessary. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do you mean that it's not necessary? Well, just that it, it can be done without Google or Apple's framework being in place. So, it, it, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're saying that, yeah, the part of the service that they're supposed to be providing, they're not because yeah. they didn't pick up on the fact that they added this in through an update. Yeah. Or, or if you know, or if they That's are doing that, then it's Epic are at least demonstrating that, yeah, that they don't actually need Google or Apple's help no. with this stuff. Either, <laughs> either way, it's crazy, isn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah. I don't remember a story like this before where, where a um, you know, a game has been so prominently banned from a service well, like apart this. From, and apart from the last time that Google crashed. did that to, to Epic, when they <laughs> when they did it last time. With, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. pretty much um, the same. Oh, well, one point that I will like to make, though, is that that's all we'll be talking about uh, with this. We certainly won't be returning to it next week, I promise you. So if you yeah. found that boring, don't worry. <laughs> I will personally done. say now yeah. that we will never talk about this story again on this podcast are we all in agreement guys yeah, absolutely. Good. yeah yeah anyone against i mean i think i think we did enough uh sort of justice to it so it's, it's fine yeah. yeah we did yeah we did yeah and i didn't hear any objections there nope. so let's move on to the next story james okay uh so the next one is that halo infinite has been delayed uh to 2021 so this was <laughs> yeah, it was. yeah so this was the head of 343 chris lee has said that there are a number of development challenges particularly related to the coronavirus and they said it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it this holiday. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. The, I yeah, think that is very fair. It's the right decision, obviously. Yeah, definitely. You do, what, you do wonder but, if it's solely because of that. But well, this is it. Day, that's like, none of our business, yeah, is it's it? Like, yeah, coronavirus. But how long has this game been in development? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, but then you do, you know, you understand with game development that it comes together yeah. a lot towards the yeah, end. Yeah, um, and they've had this since March. Yeah. So probably the worst period yeah. of pulling this game together that has just been completely uh, blown apart by this pandemic. And um, you see it in, in all industries, obviously, not just um, games development. But uh, I, yeah, I mean, after seeing that trailer, that first showing is absolutely the right decision and you've got to hand it to microsoft in in uh one aspect to say you know well done we you know we were all saying two weeks ago we'd be happy if they delayed it to next year mm-hmm. and now they've done it i'm happy that they've delayed it to next year yeah. um but on the other hand i'm starting to get angry about the fact that they're both Microsoft and Sony are selling consoles at the end of the year mm-hmm. with nothing. We still don't know how much <laughs> they are. We still don't know why we should be buying them. I like, I, I honestly it, wonder if we're drifting towards consoles getting delayed at this point. Because nah, I, that's Microsoft big, will definitely not do that because even <laughs> after this, even after they announced this, they came straight out and said we're coming out in November. True. Like yeah, there's right. no way you're they're right. going to not do that now. It's, I think they're going to um, regret yeah. it though. I think the I think the numbers you are going to so? be piss. I think they're both going to regret it, man. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, this yeah. is going to be the worst launch for a next gen mm. because now I am really starting to think, and I could be way off base, but I'm really starting to think that the Xbox One, the Series X, and the PS5 are going to be very similarly priced. Yeah, like very like yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out in exactly the same price point. Mm-hmm. And the way Microsoft try and undercut it is with the Series S. 
Yeah. Like where yeah. they go. Yeah, that's the budget yeah, option, right. but otherwise it's 600 quid or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and imagine trying to sell a 600 pound video games console in a global pandemic mm-hmm. with no real, we've not still not had a reason to buy them. Yeah. Like there's still not been a reason to buy them. I, I can't, I, I'm leaning more and more to saying oh, I'm not going to get one this year. Yeah. Cause what is the fucking point? Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, if, if Halo looked incredible and there was a clear, like big, you know, I love to see what the cyberpunk um, next gen version looks like compared to the current gen version. I, do you know? I, However, I'm willing to bet they're going to basically look the same, but they'll be sixty frames. I've got a feeling, Sean, that the yeah. next gen version of Cyberpunk is going to get pushed till a lot later. Dragon. Mm. I've just got a feeling that maybe they're going. Look, we could break our neck to get a flashier version ready. Mm-hmm. Um. It to be released, you know, around the launch of those consoles, and then they look at the pre-order figures and just think, "Now fuck that!" Then, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, what is the point? True. Yeah, yeah. No, you might unless right. they've made a deal with 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 one of them um, to say that, yeah, we will release a next-gen version because they'll be looking to use that as a system seller, yeah, for sure, yeah, totally. Ah oh, man, this is it's really upsetting now. It's it is, because isn't it? Because are... you look at this and it's this... like I mean, because we we've talked about this like in private over like WhatsApp, haven't we, over the week? Like, because I've been I've been thinking about this a lot, and I really think like for both sides, I haven't seen anything that has really made me think I really need a new machine. Yeah, like, at this like stage. you know the, the presentations and... we've seen, loads of good games, but nothing yeah. that's like I nothing... need the new box day one. Nothing that's going to make me put down five hundred quid, no. like for certain. And that's I mean, the that's the price point because I I I'm I'm not sure I'd be happy to upgrade from an Xbox One X to a Series S. Yeah, like I, mm. is it really that much benefit? But that, and then when you've got these games that are clearly being hampered and delayed, and there are problems left, right, and centre, it's making me go sorry. How much do you want me to give you for what? <laughs> like yeah. I'm starting to get angry about it, like bitter about it. And this this it's, is yeah, why it's, it's made bummer. it easier for me to decide what I'm going to do. Like because I just think there's only like there's one logical option for me. Like at this stage with all this, and it's basically I've got a broken Xbox One. Yeah, probably I, I'll be interested. Oh my in a... god, is that that's the first time you've admitted it? Right? Well, no, it's it, it, obviously it's, it's a it's obviously a mess, but it's like. And that's why, for me now, I'm just thinking, I, I could feel I could feel happy about getting like a Series S if it's like cheap, if it's like a cheap one. Right. Like, okay. What's the tra- what what sort of price point are you thinking? Um, sub three hundred pounds. What would be the top end of that, and what would be yeah? I, what would be the most you'd pay for a Series S? Sub three hundred. Like, I'd, I'd yeah, I, re- I reckon I reckon two nine nine for the Series S. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd be reasonably happy to pay that for it if it's got like you know the SSD and all that kind of thing and. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah, think, yeah. you know, with uh, as we've talked about it before, like this is the problem. There's, I've still got loads of games that I want to play. Like I've got a massive backlog of like PS4 games that I'm going through, but I don't see any benefit at the moment to upgrading that machine until there's actually stuff that's worth playing. Like you need to have at least two. Or th- I've I've always felt you need at least two or three games that are like not. They don't have to be system sellers, but they still need to be something that make it worth. You know, like sort of investing that kind of money. You know, like in something new. And uh, I I don't see that. And you'd expect the Series S to run games way better than the PS4 Pro, right? I'd hope uh, so, especially with the yeah. SSD stuff. Yeah. Um, see, no, I've so, seen. Yeah, I mean, if I got some, if I got that, 
then I just think, well, if I get one of those, then I've you know I've obviously got Game Pass and stuff like that, and yeah, you know, that will last for you know a while, and then I'll wait until there's some games worth playing on PS5 before I buy one. But here's the thing, here's the thing, right? Even you're in a position now to say, do you know what? I'm kind of ready to get a new console, and I'm happy not to go for the most expensive ones and all this. And yeah. you know, I've got my reasons and justifications for buying a new one. But what the fuck are you buying? The <laughs> console you're talking about still hasn't been announced. I know it's like, crazy, yeah. isn't it? It's, yeah, we, they've said it's coming out in November. Yeah, it's the end of August. We've got no September, price. September, October, yeah. November. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like what the fuck? And is also, going on at the moment. The other thing that's come out of this is that, like, over this week, like Microsoft, have, like, because they've got nothing, it seems, really, like nothing really new for the launch, especially now that Halo's not coming. So they're just they're focusing on saying well, we've got Game Pass and we've got all these backwards compatible games, and it's like that's that's not a great sell, is it, for a new no. machine? If you sort no. of mean that you haven't got you you do need something which is like your showcase thing to show why you need to buy this new machine. I'm going to get one probably because I need to replace a, an old one that is nearly done. But mm. if I was, like, as you said, Dave, if you're on, like, an Xbox One X, why would you upgrade at this stage? Like, what and is you, the yeah, point? Yeah, and, and you certainly wouldn't be thinking about the One S because that's, you know, as we say, so it's going to have the benefits of the the hard drive and stuff, but it's probably only going to be 1080p. Yeah, so the 1080p, idea is so it's yeah. not really an upgrade, is it? It's a trade-off yeah. um, in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, as unless they do something mad with the pricing and it's you know and the one and the series x comes in really low which yeah. i don't think it will i don't um, think it will i think it's going to be a fucking slow start the same with the ps5 see i uh, still yeah, as I say i think it's going to be a very very weak launch yeah. for a lot of you know for for both companies because mm. you're you're i mean people are struggling for money out there mm. yeah you know and it's getting scarier and scarier and not to bring the podcast down too much, but, you know, the furlough scheme ends in October. Yeah. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and you're trying to launch a potentially five to £600 console mm. straight away. And, and like, obviously now well, we have a much clearer idea of exactly how fucked the economy is. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Which the answer yeah. is very. You know, back in, in sort of June, it was a bit like, well, this is bad, but, you know, we can bounce back from this. And, you know. <laughs> And now it's that's yeah, that's going to take longer yep. than we thought. Yep, I think you're right though, yep. Dave. I think that the price of the two machines, I think, is going to be very close. Actually, like the the top end ones, I reckon it'll be they'll only be like about twenty or thirty quid in it or something like that. In, oh, in difference kind in price, of, I'm I'm leaning that way now because I'm thinking they'll Microsoft will think, look, we don't have to take a massive cut because we got the budget option. You know, yeah. Um, that's that's the yeah, one cause... we want. The, the, what's called the One yeah. X was pretty expensive, wasn't it? When it came out, like that, they they oh, sold it as being yeah, like a premium, like this is a premium console. I, yeah, yeah. That's why I felt that they'll probably do the same thing with the Series X as well, but then just but then sweeten I'm, it with know, we got this cheap Series S. We all know Sony as well. They, they, oh, I don't know, man. It's it's going to be a crazy. Oh, when the fuck? When are we going to hear about this stuff? <laughs> Apparently in September now. It looks like it's not going to be. You know, it's just it's. It's utterly madness. But but going back to Halo, um, that's where we all started. Uh, I think it needed to happen. Um, yep. yeah, you know, I, I'd i be fascinated to know how they go about this. Um, like, do they send a new team in to go and sort it out? Do they, you know, not to sort it out, but to support um, 343? Is that what's going to happen? 
um, the conversations. I mean, I would pay a lot of money to read those emails. <laughs> just to, well, yeah. there's yeah, been stuff that's come out from this already, isn't there? Which is like they're saying about how one of the problems there is that they use loads and loads of like contractors and stuff like that, and yeah. you know, and it's there's not a great team spirit feeling there. I mean, but obviously we have no idea. We don't really know what's going on inside there. But yeah, there's the rumors, aren't they? But yeah. you know, who knows at this point? It's um, it's a mess. I want them to bring out a good Halo game. And the one thing that I can take away from this is they would not have released this unless it was absolutely necessary. Mm. Um, Sorry, they would not have delayed this unless it was absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. There's no way this must have been such a hard decision to make. Mm. There was also Um, conversation about the idea of breaking the game up. Like into parts and oh, like no. releasing bits at a time. Well, I mean, it's that was, funny because you, know... you said they were definitely going to do that, didn't you? I thought they would. Yeah. Well, no, I thought Matt yeah. said that, didn't he? I don't. I don't remember uh, saying that. I know some did, but yeah. you know, it's not important. I'm not digging anyone out, but it's um, I you know, there was part of me thinking, well, yeah, they did that with Crackdown, didn't they? So yeah. I wouldn't be massively surprised. Um, but I'm kind of happy they're not. They they seem to not want to do that. I mean, I don't know if you heard. Phil Spencer on, say, Animal Talking and everything. Did you listen to that interview? I didn't know. So if you don't know what Animal Talking is, it's... Um, Gary a... Witter. Sorry? Gary Witter, isn't it? Yeah, no. Gary Witter is uh, is doing a talk show on Animal Crossing. Okay. Where he invites... Have you not heard of this, Sean? Uh, I I re- think I remember seeing a tweet about it, but... Yeah, I, I sent you a link to it. You did. did. Uh, in the week and said you should definitely watch this, because it's interesting. Yeah. Um, no, I went, nah. <laughs> <but> it, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Phil Spencer on uh, Animal Talking. So, mm. Phil Spencer's little character in Animal Crossing turned up in the little studio <laughs> and stuff. He had an Xbox T-shirt on and that. <laughs> And he flat out and just turned around and said, "Like, when when did you decide to um, to delay this? Mm-hmm. Why? You know, mm-hmm. f- what were the reasons? Um, also, how much is the new Xbox? <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> like, he just didn't give a shit. It was great. It was a really good interview, really fun. But he was just saying it was like, you know, it was literally twenty four hours before the press release went out or the tweet uh-huh. went out announcing it." that made that decision um it was a hard decision but you know he said we want to release a good halo game and that it looked like that wasn't yeah. going to happen but isn't it i, mad I really that think already realize it was going to get torn to shreds um i i, I you know i you'd have to you'd have to wonder um uh if they thought it was or not mm. maybe they thought this isn't going to be as bad as uh, yeah, maybe it wasn't. They didn't expect it to be the reaction to be that bad. Mm. Do you reckon? You just they were like know, sitting there and just like maybe it's all right. Like, maybe it's kind of. It's just. <laughs> well, I think this is good actually. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's a solid seven maybe, out maybe, of ten. All right. We're, we're just we're just too close to it, but maybe it's all right. Yeah. You know, it's just, just put it out. All the reviewers all it's say like, it's like when I cook something and I clearly fuck it all up the... and I sit down at the dinner table. Maybe this is okay. All the reviewers yeah, are going to say, "Look, it's a it's a head seven, but it's a heart nine, right?" Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're going to say. <laughs> I don't know. It can't just be down to the visuals. It it can't um, yeah. because they would never have put that trailer out there. Yeah. Um, and then, well, maybe the conspiracy theories are <laughs> that this is Sonic the movie. Yeah. And actually, they had the redesign in their head all along. Always plan to do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just gutted that this means we definitely won't, in their next little showing, 
we're definitely not going to have that moment where they go, oh, so that was the Xbox One version. Now let's look at the... Uh, that's definitely not going to happen. They would, they would never is... do that anyway. That, be... I, of course they wouldn't, but <laughs> you don't understand. Just the idea of it makes me so happy because all of the fucking nonsense that's gone on since they showed that game off would just be put to bed like with a big sort of middle finger <laughs> I, I love the idea of it you're totally right James it would never happen I wasn't expecting it to happen it wasn't like something that I thought was potentially possible um, other than in that initial showing I thought they were going to do that halfway through uh, but yeah god I just I imagine that'd be so good <laughs> such a shame that they can't do stuff like that because that would just be amazing mm. um, but that's probably enough on Halo isn't it probably yeah, I mean, the other thing that's happened, which is better news maybe, is that the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers can now use xCloud on Android. But it's this is a limited test, isn't it? And there's a cap on player numbers, as I've heard. Oh, is that what that, okay, because I've, I've been in the uh, the the preview, uh, mm-hmm. the beta, whatever they, whatever they want to call it, for a while. Um, and yeah, so since this news came out, I was, I was just like, actually, yeah, do you know what? I'm just going to buy one of those fucking stupid controllers for my phone because i know if uh i think we talked about this last week didn't we um so matt was saying this so there's the razor kishi which is like the official sort of xbox branded one um i rolled the dice on a 20 quid one from amazon and sean you didn't have to do that did you not watch my unboxing video (laughs) you could have you could have bought one of them a a spare controller to just to pair with my phone you um, use any controller, it's fine. It works with any controller, Sean. Literally but any controller. Don't control. you just contact them now and just go, I'm Sean Bell, Computer Game Show, and they go, okay, well, they go, what do you want? Dress. What do you want? Tell us what you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Take what you want. So, I mean, if anyone's curious, so I, I got the iPega Red Knight. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Mate, great. It, no, yeah. It's, oh, I know the brand. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, it's absolutely <laughs> fine. Um, the controller's all right. It's the, the D-pad's a bit spongy, and the triggers aren't analog. They're just all, like, buttons and um, but like no complaints about the the controller however uh x cloud it did blow up but yeah no um x cloud uh, depends on the game um but basically big 3d stuff does not stream very well on it in my experience and um you know my, my, my broadband is fine um, so I don't think I don't think that's the problem. It's so uh, so I played a bit of Goner on it, two D platformer. Not a lot of graphics. Looks very nice, but it's quite you know visually it's quite sparse. That was that, <laughs> not a lot of graphics. Not a lot of graphics. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> what the fuck kind of quote is that? <laughs> not a, a joke. How much just... graphics? Yeah, ten... some about six graphics. It's <laughs> um, got six graphics. This one. <laughs> so it's just meant to be like a funny turn of phrase, but now now look. Uh, <laughs> sure this this episode's called six graphics <laughs> um yeah uh so that was you know that was pretty good uh and i was like right cool let's go forza horizon 4 Ugh, no uh really sort of like juddering quite a lot um felt a bit unresponsive didn't really like it at all um so you know i don't know if that's gonna change but between now and the full release because if you know if the limiting numbers and stuff like it's you know it's stable and it's like and it's quick enough to get into a game and and it is amazing like loading it up and it's like yeah it's like several dozen games you can just try out because they're all part of your you know 
Game Pass subscription, everything, compared to like Stadia, where you're looking at it like, well, I don't really know if this is going to work, but I've got to buy a game to find out, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I want to try streaming from the console because, like I was saying last That'd week, be I, I do stream like Steam stuff from my PC to my tablet, and that's really good. Like, um, like that, that works what, really how well. How do you mean? But... What, so xCloud, you can stream directly from your console? Yes, you can either do it from the cloud or you can stream from your from oh, your console. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That, oh, shit. That's cool because that's going to be way better, isn't well, it? Well, yeah, you think so, yeah. Um, obviously, there's then the issue of like, you know, oh, obviously man. anything you want to play. Apple, man. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. I'm confused here. Yeah. Are, you saying, are you saying like using remote play, basically? Yeah. You can already do that, though. Is that, that's oh, is that already a thing on the Xbox? Yeah, well, you can do it. I mean, you can do it on iOS as well. Like, it's possible. Oh, right, okay. So, so what? Yeah. All right. There's, what? there's, there's, there's apps you can, there's apps you can download that allow you to like remote play your yeah, Xbox oh, like, onto dodgy. unofficial ones. They're not, they're not dodgy, Dave. I've used loads of these. They're hmm. absolutely fine. Okay, okay. There's nothing Definitely wrong with them. Got you all your details, mate. <laughs> Definitely. Well, yeah. Uh, so basically, in the the game streaming app, yeah, there's the option to either stream locally from your console or from the cloud. Although to do the console one, you have to join the Xbox Insider program, and I, I can't be asked doing that on my phone. I'll, do, I'll do it at some point, but yeah. Can you can you see you can't stream on the console yet? Can you? No, no. because uh, you know they were talking about this. I can't remember. I think it was some giant bomb or special moves or something, mm-hmm. where they were saying that would be cool. Oh, like like you, you like Microsoft Flight Simulator, for example. It comes out tomorrow, right? Yeah. It that comes out on Xbox tomorrow as well, right? It no, it doesn't launch. No. It's it's not out on Xbox yet. Oh, it's is it not? Be, it's a while. No, no, it's it's not day and date. It's it's a while. It's it's coming. Fuck you know. Ah, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> um, but okay. So another example, Cyberpunk, because yep. it's just easy. Mm-hmm. Um, Cyberpunk's going to be a big game or whatever. Yep. You know, to just like, oh, oh I'm going to buy that game now. Um, and while it's downloading, I can just play it. Yeah, <laughs> so like, Dave, you can cloud, you like. can already do this on PlayStation now. That already exists. Like you can yeah, already do cool. that. Yeah, that's cool. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah but I'm talking but about you know, talking about on a good console, James. <laughs> 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, I forgot. It's a console. Yeah, that you don't hate. Yeah, it's a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a console that we've got that isn't broken. Um, <laughs> and uh... <laughs> oh, sorry, my Xbox One again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 yeah, I like that stuff. I like the fact, the idea that. I mean, they need to confirm that that when you buy a game digitally, it works on XCloud. Yeah, I mean, that well, is the, that's the kicker. Isn't there probably also it, an argument though that if you're downloading a game, you're probably not going to want to stream it at the same time. It's going to kill one or the other. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, there's absolutely. there's also yeah. If if those games are available in XCloud and you can play them anywhere, that would be a big deal. But so far, we only know it's only Game Pass so far, isn't it? Like we don't yeah, know it's only Game Pass, yeah, yeah. which is yeah, a yeah. that's a massive shame because. Yeah. But the, <laughs> could you imagine that? James going, ah, oh, buy this game on Xbox, and oh, I'll play it right now. And James Internet's just going, oh, fuck, fuck off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a laugh, and you? Asher was playing Lego Harry Potter on, on PlayStation Now earlier today, and it was fine. It there worked absolutely fine. It's all that yeah, stuff. I mean, you see, that's the thing. Do anything else? YouTube was screwed. <laughs> but the thing is, is all this stuff like like XCloud, like on mobile, like you said, Sean, it's like mm. not great at the moment or whatever. But mm. it, I mean, I'm sure it does work. Like, if you played it through a browser on desktop, I'm sure it would probably play a lot better than it does on mobile. Yeah, to be fair, because obviously, I've, yeah, like the because the thing with Steam streaming as well as it does to my iPad is that obviously my so my PC's wired to the router as well. Um, 
So, I mean, there's a possibility that when I try and stream from the console, it's not going to be amazing because the console's also on Wi-Fi. Um, mm. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But yeah, it's, it's but this, you know, this it's stuff like, is all... Certain games, it's absolutely fine. Like, um, yeah. you know, there's especially, you know, things like Civilization or... Uh, sorry, this is the sound of me actually scrolling through the list as I'm trying to find other suggestions. But, you know, sort of more like slower paced turn based things would be absolutely fine. Um, I tried Destiny, that was horrible. Um, uh, but yeah, or like Moonlighter, played a bit of that on it. That was great. Um, and, and again, and, you know, and it just took my save from the Xbox and, and just, and, you know, it was totally seamless. See, um, that it sounds so much like PlayStation Now because that's yeah. exactly the same experience I have with that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you play Are stuff you which is not like really graphically heavy or whatever yeah. they seem to work really quite well yeah. but I, I mean i loaded up killzone Shadowfall on there and it was awful like <laughs> completely uncontrollable almost you know like it, it didn't work at all i'll tell you, yeah. tell you what yeah. is on the there question is, matt, matt matt uh, sorry matt james <laughs> one question i've got to ask you go on why do you think all the focus is on game pass and not playstation now i think because uh, okay, I'd say that Microsoft have definitely had better like marketing and better communication like to the hardcore. That, that's fine, but if you're a Sony fan and everyone's talking about... like, I know lots of Sony fans, and when people talk about Game Pass, they're not going, yeah, but PlayStation now, mate. Yeah, I know. Like, that's not the answer. So there must be something that divides the two. I think... like, why is there such a positive reaction to Game Pass and... You don't seem to get that with PlayStation now. I think it's because... You see, Game Pass has a very easy-to-understand positive message, which is that all of our first-party games are on this, and we've got a load of other stuff as well, you know, that's like there. Whereas for PlayStation now, you don't have that. Like, they don't they don't market it at all. Like, there's hardly any marketing of, like, what the strengths that it does have. And it does have some strengths in that the catalogue is huge. Like, it's much bigger than Game Pass's one. But they don't have new releases, and that's the big problem. Like they they get stuff, but it it feels very much like it's a sort of um, a service for things that were out like you know a year ago or whatever. You know, it's it's not it's not like day and date stuff or that, and that's why I think it doesn't get any any mention really because gamers always want new stuff. It's not it's, it's not yeah, great for like without that first party stuff. It's it's easy to look at these services and think you know ever since we've you know we had like the first ever humble bundle and like there'll be good stuff in there, but there's always that air of it's always going to be stuff that's basically stopped selling otherwise. Yeah. And what really set Game Pass apart was it's like, oh no, all the it's all the cool new first party stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Spider Man's on there, right? Yes. And Control was on there as well. It's like I've been I've got a free trial. Oh, well, there you go. I'll give it. A, well, have a look. See, I, Dave, it was weird. I'd try it. Come it. Up on my dashboard. Yeah. yeah. It was. <laughs> the, it come up on my dashboard with an icon next to all my games, just going free trial for PlayStation Now. So you get, you get like, I think it's two weeks you get, or is it a week? I can't remember a free trial. But you you do that, and then because you can download the game as well, you don't have to stream it. And so, which is you know, which I mean, you can only do that with PS4 games and some PS2 ones, but you know, you can still do that. It's worth having a look, you know, just to see what there is and see. I mean, I might do that this this week actually. You ain't gonna lose anything. I mean, it's just it's it's. I mean, just the thing is, is it's just that you know the catalogue is good for old stuff. There's a lot of, you know, old stuff on there, but people aren't interested in old stuff and that's the thing. It's uh, whereas Game Pass does have new things if you really like things like Crackdown 3. But uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> so can't help I mean I mean the one the thing that really <laughs> sticks out for me anyways is, is the fact that the next don't nod thing is coming yeah, yeah, fully yeah, yeah. 
straight to game part. Like yep. that's yeah. a big deal for us, isn't mm-hmm. it? You yeah, know, definitely. We're a huge fan of their stuff, and that that's and just why the... Game Pass is. I mean. As I said, I've used PlayStation now. I like it. I think it's quite good. I think, I mean, in terms of value, I think it's pretty good value. Like fifty quid for a year, I think is is not bad for like access to all this stuff. Particularly, there's a lot of stuff on there that I can play with Asher. You know, like there's like all the Lego games and all that kind of thing. And I know that stuff's on Game Pass as well, but I only have one Xbox controller, so it's this is kind of handy. Yeah. But if you're interested in new stuff that's coming <laughs> yeah, when out, you get your PS5. You'll only have one PS5 controller. That's true. So. Yeah, <laughs> which is another that's another thing. But no, with Game Pass, there is more like the idea that there's going to be new cool stuff on here, like every month, and you don't get that feeling with PlayStation now. It's uh, it's a shame. How and have we fallen into the trap of doing the discussing the merits of? PS4 Sucks, and fucking Let's Microsoft again. Oh my god, we've done it again, haven't we? Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, all right. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. Why are we obsessed with that? You, you're absolutely right. Let's move on. Uh, Control uh, is not going to be free for PS5 and Xbox Series X, like as an upgrade, unless you own the thirty-pound Ultimate Edition. And, uh, yeah, Microsoft so is... tried, didn't they? They tried. They did try with no smart delivery. No one cared, and it's like they're like, no, we're going to charge well, money no, for this. No. No, let's let's not paint it like that. Consumers cared. Yeah, consumers did. No, what I mean is publishers. Publishers (laughs) did not love the idea. Publishers hated the idea quite clearly and did not go along with it. Um, And the only way, very sad. The only way it would have worked like a hundred percent is if Xbox had just said like, yeah, you have to do this if you want to publish stuff on our platform. But there's no way they were going to do that because. Then everyone would be like, "Okay, we're not going to do that." Then it's yeah. yeah. When you've got a direct competitor saying that we're not doing this, or yeah. certainly not um, making it a big deal, uh, yeah, that was only going to go one way. Um, shame, but it does look like Microsoft are also going that in that direction now. Like they've gone, "Let's all do this," and everyone goes, "No," and they go, "All right, then we won't." It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, seems to be the way it's going, but uh, yeah, because we'll yeah, wasn't there that thing it. like the next Forza is not Xbox One now, isn't that? Is that confirmed? No one knows, mate. I think it's <laughs> to, who we'll find out later. I mean, we don't know at this point. I'm shocked that they haven't got a Forza game coming out this year. You know what I mean? Because it's been because mm-hmm. when was Horizon Four? It's a couple of years back now, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not oh, yeah. saying making the best driving games ever is easy, but been a couple of years when was the last forza motorsport it'd have been the year before that wouldn't it because they were doing it i don't think it was years. i think it was was it forza six motorsport seven was it is 2017 okay. oh yeah so it would have been a year before that yep. yeah absolutely right <laughs> um but that I've was just, not well received they've just de- they're delisting what's horizon three that was another piece of news are they that's, um yeah yeah it's they're, they're getting rid of it are you kidding me it's a uh, no, it's true. Yeah, it's that been delisted from the store. One, Sorry, that wasn't me actually true. accusing you of lying. I was just... <laughs> I just... Yeah. Bullshit! Add, I need, to, yeah, add, I need to have another go on the Hot Wheels stuff before that goes then. Jesus. What? No, that's on... F- that's on oh, 4, no. isn't it? 3 was Hot Wheels. 4 yeah. was Lego. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you'll still be able to download it. The Hot Wheels stuff. You'll still be able to download it if you own it, but they're, they're right. end of life it, they said. you know, So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not going to be in the store anymore yeah, to buy. Yeah, trust me, the Lego stuff's better than the Hot Wheels stuff. The Hot Wheels stuff is great. But not as fun to drive around as the Lego stuff. The Lego stuff is is business. Have you have you played that bit? A bit. I need to get into it, it properly. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Get into that. Like next time you feel like a bit of Forza, <clears throat> just stick to the Lego stuff because <clears throat> once it starts opening up and offering like new challenges and stuff, it's actually because it is scaled down, it feels way more focused. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's good. Cool. It's good stuff. All right. 
Okay, um, EA Origin and Access have been rebranded to become EA Play. And so, this is, yeah, this, they're doing this from the 18th of August. I don't know. I don't understand all this, because they've got like a million different services, haven't they? And now they've decided they're just going to have one. Right, so EA Access was the stuff you subscribe to and you get the old games, right? Yeah, on, on console. Yeah, with the vault and stuff, and yeah. the and the trials like tend to be you know the ten hour trials yeah, yeah. that they were famous for. So was e- Origin EA access Origin? for PC? Sean yeah, helps out. Like, was, so, was that uh, was Origin access for PC? Yeah. So you know the uh, so the the app like the EA's app that you have to use to download all their stuff to, um, to play on PC was called Origin. So yeah, so there was Origin access, which was the PC version of PlayStation. Uh, sorry, uh, EA access. Um, but obviously they're already winding that down because they're moving all the games over to Steam. Um, so yeah, I think they're just retiring the name Origin completely. To be fair, no, I don't don't think anyone ever liked it, so fair enough. It's a weird name, isn't it? But like, yeah, well, I don't really... understand why they chose it because yeah. it doesn't feel like it has any connection to EA like, at all. But no. yeah. <laughs> so now they're going with EA Play. All right, yeah. fair enough. And so Origin Access Premier. Which was that one? Was that the streaming one that they were trying to do? So PC? no, so it's a two tier thing. So there was there's Fuck Origin yeah. Access Basic, which is like a vault of stuff and like some like some of the ten hour trials, but not all of them. And then there was yeah, Premiere was like actual new shit. And then there's also okay, and that's being changed to EA Play Pro. Like they've right. yeah, so they've they've still got a confusing number of still different services, Great. but yeah. they just put in that. But then also, they had their annual showcase, which was called EA Play. That's now going to be called EA Play Live. So, yeah, it's... Okay. <sighs> okay, well, they, they like that name. Yep. A lot of rebranding there. Like this, is why, this is why we miss Matt, because he could have tell us what he thinks of like the rebrand. Nah, we could have moved, moved on pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer uh, this. <laughs> so anyway, Laszlo Jones has left Rockstar Games. Um, yeah, he Ooh. apparently left earlier this year, and he's now working on other projects... Uh, with like Disney and Netflix and some other unnamed video game company, as well. Mm, that's a bit curious. Um, mm. Are you? Well, there's two big names leaving that studio in the space of what year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'd be fascinated to see what they bring out next. I and see. I, I mean, obviously, I don't think we're going to look at it and go, "What has happened to Rockstar?" <laughs> I really don't. I think it'll still look great, but. But do you think um, it's just there's yeah. this? Obviously, there's this broad. Um, refocusing towards the online stuff, right? And less, less that. story stuff. I don't think uh, it is that. Okay. I think I think it's more likely to be they've done this stuff for a long time and maybe they want to try something new. I think that is probably yeah, it. Yeah. It's fair. Um, I mean, especially when you've worked from Rockstar, like where you were clearly involved in everything at the start and then you look at a project like Red Dead Redemption 2 and that is literally impossible mm. to be involved in everything mm. so maybe it's just not as satisfying anymore who knows it could be something deeper and nastier and but like, who knows uh but I'm not gonna put any I'm not gonna look at it and go ah oh, this means they're moving towards online you know uh, you could be right mm. sure mm. but uh who the fuck knows probably not um, <laughs> yeah, but do you reckon Laszlo will still stay on the radio stations? Though that's the question. Don't know. I'd hope so because I always quite like those. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're quite good, aren't they? To listen to <laughs> once, <laughs> and, then, and then you go, then you stop using that radio station. That is fine. Uh, okay, and then so the other thing that's happened is we got an announcement today that there's going to be a 
Switch indie presentation. Uh, this will be on Tuesday, so it will have already happened by the time you're listening to this. Uh, yeah. But yeah, apparently it's going to be 20 minutes long, and it's just indie games, so no other stuff at all. I saw a lot of people tweeting after this announcement saying, don't get mad at Nintendo for this. There's some great... Why are people upset with the indie showcase? We're not. No <laughs> one's upset with the indie showcase. They usually show some great stuff. That's great. But it also means that we're not getting a fucking Nintendo Direct <laughs> anytime soon. And that is what we're all sitting about looking at each other going, what, are they going to do anything? Yeah, is it's this... kind of like, I already know the Switch is my favourite place to play indie stuff. I don't need, like at the moment, I don't, I'm not jonesing for more indie stuff to play on the Switch right now. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, all I, all I now... were breaking this week yeah. that the Skyward Sword is getting a remaster yeah. for um, yeah. the Switch. Yeah. Great, fine. But their last two announcements have been old games coming to the Switch. Yeah, yeah. yeah but also, I mean, nothing against Skyward Sword. I I would like to play it because I've never actually never actually played it. What's happened to all those Mario games? That's what I've <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Like, I mean, they never existed, never announced. But, yeah. you know, what's happening with the other Zelda game that you've already announced? Mm. You know, what, where's, where's that? Mm. Like you've that, got that um, is going to be December 2021, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> and, really late. And you, Metroid got, um, will be holiday 2022. Yeah, <laughs> the year after the the, the um, I don't know, but it's just kind of like what? what uh, it's very very strange, very strange. They've got a really successful console. You'd have thought they'd want to bring out some big releases around the launch of the other two consoles. I guess maybe I don't know. It's just like it's the same feeling I have when they announced Pikmin Three. It was kind of like, yeah, that is an excellent game, mm. but it's not a new one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, can we? I love you, Nintendo. Your games are brilliant. Can we have some, please? <laughs> that, that's what goes through my head. Yeah, and I, I suppose it's not fair to get angry at a Nintendo indie showcase because. We love indie games, and they always show some good stuff, and I will be getting some of those games that they show tomorrow without a doubt. Right? It's just frustrating that Nintendo come out and said, we've got some stuff to announce. Not our stuff, but someone else's. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll speak soon. Maybe. Probably not that soon, actually. We'll see you next year. <laughs> Have a lovely Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's just strange, man. It's just weird, uh, isn't it, that we've had like the whole... Like the whole summer, like E3, and that there's been nothing, mm-hmm. like actually nothing. All we had was that third party, you know, developer, you know, that sort of like showcase they did, and now this, and that's it. It's like they've completely sacked off the whole of this year, like of, yeah. of being of any stuff, which is very it's a bizarre. Shame. And even if they come out with a statement saying, look, the pandemic, well, I said, yeah, we said that. Like, it'd be good if they come out with a statement saying that the pandemic has hit us way worse than we thought it would. We don't feel that we could produce um, or release games uh, during this period to to our standard. But, you know, the moment they do that, then the fucking share prices plummet mm-hmm. and <laughs> they're, they're in trouble. So, yeah, it wouldn't be an intelligent thing to come out with a statement like that. But, but also, they probably don't care because they're selling ridiculous numbers of machines still. I know, still, but so, they you know. do care because in a global pandemic, it's probably best not to make your share prices plummet. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, not, not the best uh, not the best thing to do in a recession at the best of times, but here we are. Right, are we uh, are we done with the news? Uh, just one last thing. This is a quick one, which is that there's a Ghost of Tsushima update, which is 
coming, uh, which is it's going to be like a free update that's called Ghost of Tsushima Legends, and it's an online like co-op multiplayer mode, uh, which is coming in the autumn, and it's apparently it's a completely separate thing to the main game, and it's based more on fantasy, uh, where like up to four players can like play together as in different classes and even go on raids um, as well. There's going to be like co-op story missions and stuff. I mean. There's not been any trailer for this yet, but I still this sounds excellent. I'm, I'm yeah, quite looking forward to this. I'm really pleasantly surprised by this. I mean, you know, I will have a little bit of a dig at the fact that, oh, this is based on fantasy. Oh yeah, as opposed to the documentary that was the main game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I'm really pleasantly surprised by this because you know, I was saying the other week, like I've, you know, I finished the game, tucked it in didn't care enough about the characters or the world to be like oh what are they gonna do with it next uh and they've they've turned around and done the one thing that's i really did not expect um you know you, you don't assume that uh you know a, a massive story-based open world game could also have the ability to just oh, it's co-op as well guess what i mean obviously it's gonna be, you know it's not gonna be the same sort of scale it's gonna be sort of focused missions and stuff um but you know what I mean? You don't assume that an engine can just turn its hand to something else that easily, I guess, yeah. um, if it wasn't the main focus of the main game, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, James, we're definitely going to play this, right? Cause Absolutely, isn't there, yeah. So that, I think it's... there's a series of, like, actual co-op missions that are just for two people, and then there's... Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. Yeah, there's two-player missions and stuff that you can do, mm. um, but there's also, like, it's, it sounds like there's, like... Um, Oh, what is it? What was it from Gears of War? They used to have like hold mode and stuff like that. Okay, you know where it's it's got things like that as well. Yeah. It yeah, it sounds really, really interesting. Cool. And yeah, um, and the fact that they're teasing a, a raid a little bit later on as well that's very interesting. Can't wait to see yeah. that involved. So uh, yeah, very pleasantly surprised. Won't trade it in now. There you go. Job done. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And that's it. That's all the news I got. Cool. Um, uh, maybe I get um my games out of the way this week mm-hmm. because, well, as I say, I've been away, so um, I've yeah, I've not got a lot to talk about, but I've played a little bit more Fall Guys. Mm-hmm. Is anyone continuing with that? James, no. you weren't on last week, so have you played Fall Guys? I barely touched it. I played it um once or twice. It's I thought it was fine, but I've not I've not played it like seriously, like at all. Really? I need to give I it a try this week. I thought be right up your street. It probably would be. It's just we were, we were away, and so I didn't really get into it at that point. So, yeah. God, I'm still really enjoying it, <laughs> and I was I was pleasantly surprised to see they've already added new yeah uh, game modes to it. I wasn't expecting mm. that. Um, yeah, so I was well happy with that. But um, yeah, I I I'm just I you know it's as I've said, it's one of those games that I just kind of think oh, um. The reaction to it has been surprising, really. Not not so much like how how successful it's been, but I there's just that been that thing about oh it's not precise enough, mm. and I just kind of think well isn't that part of the fun? That's just yeah, or, that's uh, just too, that's just not the, just not what they're trying to do, is it? It's not. Yeah, yeah, it's really not, and I just kind of think I can understand why you wouldn't like it. Mm. But willing for it to change, I think you're just kind of ignoring the reason why it's so popular. Yeah, and like, I, I get it you because know... there are times where you've you've got a, a play in your head, and then it doesn't happen, and it doesn't necessarily feel like it was your fault that it didn't happen. 
and that and that feels like not just a missed opportunity for you, the player, but for the game as a whole, right? Because then, like we were saying last week, that those are those moments where you're like, this could this be a fucking esport? Maybe, but it's like, but the slight. It's certainly not trying to be. But that, well, this is it exactly. Though. It's you sort of you see that potential in it, and you sort of think, oh man, like that's like a higher thing for it to aspire to, and it's like, well, is it? It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's Although fine my, as it my is. Argument, like, I, <laughs> my argument would be this: Would it be as popular if it was trying to go for that level of competitiveness? Absolutely not. My yeah. answer, I think, the answer is definitely no, yeah. because part of the beautiful thing about Fall Guys is that when you go into it, you're always thinking, "I could bloody win this." Yep. No, I could win this, and it might be a and... fucking fluke, but you don't care when it happens. It's like <laughs> no, because who cares? Because you just you know you all in. It's really satisfying to win. Yeah. They've they've got that satisfying um, feeling of of, of uh, winning a battle royale, if you want to call it mm-hmm. that. But they've they managed to capture that, but made it achievable for pretty much everyone. Yeah. As I said, like Harry's got to the final a few times, <laughs> um, and he's six. Okay? <laughs> um, so it's yeah. I mean, I adore it. I really do. Again, does it need to have legs? Not really. Um, if if I've enjoyed it as much as I have for the past week and I'm still playing it or week and a half since it's come out and I'm still playing it religiously whenever I can, <laughs> then it's got to be doing something right. Uh, how long that continues for, I don't mm. know. Um, and it doesn't really matter to me, to be honest with you. I'm still loving playing it. So, um, yeah, no, still still digging that. And um, I'm still really enjoying um, uh, Rogue Company as well. Cool. Starting to understand the basics of it a little bit more coming across some really well organized teams and that's always frustrating in these sort of shooters <laughs> but i mean i've had so many moments where it, it still kind of feels like people are trying to learn that game as they're playing it mm. and it's not complicated like i'm i'm surprised by some of the kills that i got i i tweeted out i don't know if you saw the tweet that i put out in the week of one of my kills um basically what happened i'd walked behind a crate and i haven't realized that there was an enemy crouching behind it mm. right so the moment i went to walk behind it they stood up and shot me and they downed me so i'm crawling away but we had a one of the perks for one of my teammates was that they can send a drone to go and revive me instead <laughs> yeah, of coming this, up to yeah. me and reviving me send a drone so they they must have thought well i've downed them i'll make sure the coast is clear before i finish them off like because i don't want to turn my back kill them and then get shot in the back by someone so they walked out into the alleyway and while that's happening the drone goes over my head revives me i stand up and then just shoot them in the back <laughs> and i just thought that's one of the most satisfying things that's ever happened that happened again last night by the <laughs> way so it was like you know and it always feels that even though we're getting hammered at times i'm actually getting kills still i'm still um finding it competitive even when we're coming up across a a, a better team um so yeah rogue company man it's oh and i need to i got shouted at a lot by my friends for saying it was 25 pound for the base level currently and apparently it's actually 12 pound 50 okay. or something like that i didn't double check but <laughs> it's a double check but it's a lot cheaper it's like 12 pound something um so it's well worth looking at if you fancy like a if you fancy a competitive shooter where the rounds aren't long there's some interesting stuff in there. It gives some good ideas and it just feels fun to play. Then yeah, definitely give this a go. See, that does sound I'm, perfect. 
Yeah, mm. I mean, I've 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 put probably about ten to fifteen hours into it so mm-hmm. far, and it does not feel like I'm anywhere near scratching the surface. Cool. Um, I can't wait to get into it in a in a bigger way. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm really enjoying Rogue Company. But that's it, really. I mean, as I said, I've been away f- for uh, we played a uh, an arcade game where you roll a penny down a uh, a thing, and then if you get the penny through the hole, the wheel spins and it gives you tickets. But you don't want to hear about that. You don't want to hear about that one. <laughs> Don't even know the name of it. Um, James, what have you been up to? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima uh, before we went away. And I've, I mean, I'm on the third act now. Cool. But I think I've, I've taken a long time with this because I don't know why, but I just You've became... You've been playing this in slow motion, man. <laughs> well, I, I, I got obsessed with just doing side missions and stuff. And I've done probably about 90% of them now. <laughs> and I'll tell you what's ridiculous about that is they're all pretty much the same. Like, they're, they're just... <laughs> it's... You don't. There's very little variety, really, and but I just find it enjoyable in a kind of relaxing way. And what I mean by that is that because it's so predictable, but the gameplay like loop is really engaging. I just find it relaxing to like just to keep doing the same thing over and over again because it's still really fun. It's it's just really fun to explore and hack people up. I've been really happy with that, and it's. Uh, I mean, now now that I've hit the third act, I don't think that there's a lot more left to do i mean how long is it as long as the others sean the third act um i mean i i was really rushing it by this point um Mm -hmm. it does a really weird thing where due to story events uh so you're locked off from the rest of the map at the moment right i think so yeah yeah. um or at least you can't fast travel to it Mm -hmm. before the story finishes it drops that and you can travel wherever you want, but it doesn't really yeah. like nothing in the story has changed. So I don't mm-hmm. really know why it lets you do that, other than to allow you to tick everything off before you do the ending. But then once you know, once you've done the ending, you can continue to free roam anyway. So that was weird. Um, but yeah, you can pretty much just blast through Act Three if you want, and then mop up other stuff afterwards. Yeah. Um, up to you though. But it's funny because I mean I've been doing mostly like as soon as like there's been like a. I'd be basically just mopping up any side missions before I then do go on with the main story. Yeah. And I felt quite good about it that way because you some of the side missions you do learn quite a lot about the characters as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's there is there's a lot more like character development that goes on. Yeah. Which is quite interesting. It's it's not bad at all. And it's funny because I've gone I've gone from thinking this game was fine to really enjoying it a lot. And not and it's just so difficult to explain why I like it because <laughs> It's it's because well, on so paper many, like, it's utterly unremarkable, isn't it? Yeah, in so many exactly. ways, and yet massively compelling and enjoyable, despite yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and I, I'm sure it's just because of the way it plays. Yeah. It's just it feels really good. The combat feels great, and I don't know. It just I just I'm still really enjoying. It. I mean, it's nowhere near like a game of the year contender or anything like mm-hmm. that. But I have enjoyed it more than most other games I've played this year. Which is ridiculous. It's just I don't know. It's I mean, I've how many graphics been... does it have, Sean? Oh, it's got like uh, about twenty. I think. It's got quite a few, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's got quite a few graphics. Whoa. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. loads. Okay. It's some of the most graphics <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Really? yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you think about that's it as well, in terms of, right. I mean, I you know I paid forty quid for it, so that's you know two pounds per graphic. That's that's good. <laughs> James, you've you've that's got to be part of it, right? The fact that it looks so good that that's yeah, what's definitely. Yeah. That's that is definitely one of the sides to it because it does look incredible. Like at any moment, you just think this looks like 
just wonderful and just it's it's an enjoyable world to like to move around in it's 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 just really yeah just really nice and it's funny because you know there's that whole thing between like stealth or whether you're going to sort of be a stand-up samurai mm. and how that that changes quite a lot as the story goes on and I thought I wouldn't be okay with that but I've ended up quite enjoying it yep. like the way the way it's gone it's um yeah especially because by I mean the because of all the side missions I've done you can really upgrade the character a lot and it can my character can do a lot of things now <laughs> like it can go into any encounter and just yeah just let loose it's it's amazing it's it's very fun to just think like I I could if, you know, I could I could do these people in any way I like. There's just so many different ways. Oh, okay. so, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the um, episode down, final. James. <laughs> <laughs> and you, uh, you don't have to explain what it is, James. But how good is Ghost Stance? It's yeah. That's also that was a shock when that yeah. first happened. I was like, "What is going Jesus on Christ. with this? <laughs> what a, what a bit!" <laughs> yeah, and then what yeah, a the, lovely what bit. a bloody yeah. good bit. There's there's even more graphics for that. It's, <laughs> um, yeah. It's, just when you think they can't have any more graphics, there's more yeah, graphics. That happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I've no idea when I'm going to finish this because I'm not really in any massive rush because mm-hmm. I'm still kind of enjoying it. But I don't know it's it is one of those games where I just feel like I can sit there and play it for quite a long time and not really get very bored, which is I guess that's good, you know, for a game. But yeah, it's funny. Between, Speaking of though, so just uh, between this and Spider Man, I'd. I'd forgotten Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> I'd forgotten also how much I like just having like a default game for a bit. You know, yeah. I, I generally sort of jump between things, but to then be like, right, it's you know nine p.m. Who's gone to bed? I will put the video game on, and <laughs> not yeah, having yeah, to yeah. ask myself what that's going to be. Like, yeah. it's a nice feeling. And I, I since finishing Ghost, you I miss didn't it. get that with Last of Us, did you? No. So um, yeah, that that was quite nice. It was like I am going to play The Last of Us for a long time tonight. <laughs> yeah. Like it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that's that's a good thing. <laughs> the problem is once it's done, yeah, you kind of like bereft. Oh, like, <laughs> what do yeah. I do now? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the worst for that was Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Jesus. When you finished that, it was kind of like okay, I'll I'll keep going with yeah. it. I and suppose I I'll carry on living, but I don't know yeah. why. I'm doing... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's heartbreaking when you finally decide to stop playing yeah. that because that's the only way you stop playing that. Yeah. You don't. When the credits roll, there's still a hell of a lot to do, and you want to do yeah. it. Um, and then you, you know, you sit there and you go, "Oh, that's that's probably enough now." <laughs> and now that's really sad. It's weird, isn't it, when a game that's like clearly incredible, but sort of makes you decide when to. You know, to do, you know, to think like oh, this is it's probably time to stop. Because, yeah, I mean, it's not always the case, is mm. it? I mean, Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't yeah, a positive cool. moment when I finally said, "Hey, uh, I've I've had my feel of this." Finally, mm. I was just like, "Fuck! Why am I good?" <laughs> okay, off. <laughs> Slightly different feeling, but uh, yeah. Sorry, James. sorry, James. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I mean, so the only other thing I played is uh, Paper Mario, which I finished now. Um, yeah, which I'll yeah finished it the other day. And which or what? <laughs> Go on. Uh, I don't know. I, I hate talking about this game because it's one of those <laughs> things which is like everyone thinks it's brilliant or whatever. And I do. There are things that I like about it. It's consistently well written. I will say that, and I did enjoy that aspect of it. And but. There are parts of the game that I felt were overly long, 
like I got about halfway through and I was like there was this section that is in a desert and it's not very good. I didn't think I was quite bored with that section, which was a shame because before that there's this whole other bit which is brilliant. It was that was really fun. And also I mean when once you get closer to the end it's becomes very linear as well. And because I never got on with the battles at all. I just, I mean, I got to the point, seriously, where... Because the way, as I've explained before, the way this worked was there's, like, a grid that you have to then, like, rotate and you have to, like, solve a puzzle mm. before you actually do any fighting. I got to the stage of this game where I didn't even bother, like, doing those. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, yeah, click, 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 click through until I can actually attack the enemy. And it was like... And the, the thing with that is, is that if you if you get the puzzle right, then your your attack, you know, power goes up, so it's, like, easier to fight them. But by that point, I was like, I just don't care. I, I just don't. I'd, I'd rather have to use some items or whatever rather than have to like bother, you know, with these stupid puzzles. So I didn't. That's good. Uh, is the option then? Yeah, there, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there is the. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like you, you can avoid the puzzles if you want to. You don't have to do it. But it's just irritating, like the way it comes up every time. And I just didn't. I just didn't find it interesting. And it's incredibly repetitive. Like the, the this battle mechanic is just. I don't know. I just really didn't like it. I, by yeah. the end, I just wanted the combat to be over like i really did and what this is what's really annoying about it because in a in a couple of parts in the game there are these enemy encounters where it doesn't use the puzzle or like turn-based system at all they're just straight up fights and they're like you know like in real time and i found myself really enjoying it and i was just like this is really good this this i'm i like this this is this is fun and they required some skill you know like in terms of like you know uh, you know movement and stuff like that and then but then you know they're few and far between, and the rest of it is all about these puzzles and everything. And I just, I didn't like it at all. I, I really, you're, really hate that. You're gonna lend me this, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll post it to you tomorrow because it's. Oh, um... cheers. Yeah, because um, uh, Harry has been on and on and on <laughs> at me about playing this. Like he, yeah. he he watches the the new. He he now says he switches the switch. This is totally true. He switches the switch on in the morning, bleary eyed, just after waking up, lays down on the couch, and I'll go, "What are you plan?" He said, oh, "I'm just gonna check the news first. <laughs> He's talking about going on that news feed thing. He goes through that every morning. I like like me." with the BBC you know it's um uh yeah so he reads through that and obviously he's just it's in his brain now that he wants to play it so that'd be great but just um James what what's a better game Animal Crossing New Horizon or this uh Paper Mario game oh why are you doing this they're totally <laughs> different the games game, Dave James they're totally different games they're know, totally different games game? I'm, look, I'm not going to answer this because you're just trying to bait other, people. At the game of the year show, which one would you vote for? Animal Crossing, definitely. All right, okay, yeah. cool. Now I know what jangle to take to wind you up the most. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, it's, just, it's just, but no, it's, the thing is, is I'm I just feel force myself to love this, James. <laughs> I know you will. See, and this is what's ridiculous because you're going to think it's amazing, and I'm I'm going to say to you, Color Splash was a better game because absolutely it was, and. This is the other thing. I'm pretty I mean, sure you're the only one that's ever had that opinion, though. No? Well, I don't care because I enjoyed that game, <laughs> and this one, this is definitely one of the weaker Paper Mario games. I mean, there's still a lot there that to like, and the script, as I said in particular, and the side characters, all really good. There's a lot of really good stuff, but I just wish they hadn't decided to mix up the combat. And now I'm scared for the next Yakuza game because <laughs> that's, that's the same. They've done the same thing to that, and I'm I'm scared. You see, that's the that's the thing with this. A lot of the problems I've got with this game are my problems. They're not problems that other people probably would have with this because other people love turn-based mechanics and stuff. I just don't 
I prefer real time. Like, yeah, I'm uh, not a big fan of turn based stuff, so I'm a bit worried about that. But I think, yeah, I think Harry will like it anyway. You're, you're definitely going to like it. I, I can see it now. You're going to tell me how, how amazing it is <laughs> He's and all that kind of thing. About it already, yeah. sure. Which is fine. You He's can you can like it. it. I don't care. That's absolutely fine. But I just oh, hate the battle system. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. It won't have a go at you. I'll just think the... you're wrong, Dave. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And you could have been playing a superior game on the Wii U. But yeah. Changing the subject completely, James. What, what on last week's show when Matt was having a go at me about the bug stacks thing? Were you on my side or his? What was this bit? Was this about about how? Oh, I don't know why you're saying you're, this is all your idea when. Well, mm. did you listen last week? Have I just called yeah. you out? On that? <laughs> I, no, no, I did. I did. No, I did listen. And yeah, it's, okay. So this was the whole thing about how you keep going on about how we're all bitter. Because you pointed out something that everyone else had already pointed out as well. I mean, more, more Matt. And then Sean started chiming in, so I lumped Sean in. I didn't <laughs> mention you specifically, but... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I listened to that, and I've, I've got sympathy with Sean and Matt over that, honestly. Why? Because I I don't... You see, you, you went off on one on this, like you yeah. really did, and... But everyone had already made the same points as well, and I, I didn't feel that you'd come up with it. Did you? What do you mean? Did you make that point? No, I didn't. No, I didn't make that point, but other people That's online definitely did. I, you, it's you funny because were... we've got the audio of me telling you about this theory and me sort of backing it, and you guys were like, oh, uh, I like hearing it for the first time. So I'm Yeah, quite... I think we were humouring you, Dave, because <laughs> it was just... Were. I don't think you were. When I think we ever... were because sorry. I don't think anyone sorry, cared. Sorry, James. When have you ever humoured me? <laughs> when we when do has it... that ever happened? It happens quite often, Dave, but you don't notice. Which Bollocks. is <laughs> any chance you get to dig me out, you will. Well, no, it, it as I said, it happens quite often, but you don't notice. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, all right. Now, now I know that there are three bitter people on the show. <laughs> Sean, have you got um, have you got any games to talk I about have. this week? I've got a few. Um, probably the main one this week uh, is I've been playing Other Side, spelt with a C, because it's like murder in it. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a turn based strategy game. And it's, I mean, it describes itself as a, like a horror turn-based strategy game. As you know, I can't do horror games. I would say it's more a turn-based strategy game for goths, which sounds like I'm taking the piss, but I'm not. I'm quite into it. It's like the, like the, the visual style of it is it's all black and white and it's very, it was quite bloodborne, right? There's a lot of, um, sort of, Cthulhu-esque uh, sort of Victorian style um, stuff going on. Like the, the the enemy designs are like pretty horrific, but it's not a scary game. So if you see the word horror and that throws you off, don't let it. Um, the, the, the 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 setting is absolutely nuts. Like I I honestly can't even tell you what the story is because it's absolutely all over the place and. But basically, the upshot of it is there's this one character called the Red Mother who she sort of like not not literally, but she like all the like all the units that you have are her daughters, but they're like spiritual daughters. She doesn't, I don't think she literally gives birth to them. It's all very odd and doesn't make a huge amount of sense. And like realities have converged because her baddie did something and you've got to take them out, and all these nightmares are appearing everywhere. And it's all very confusing and weird, but it's a fucking good turn-based strategy game. It's 
it's one of those it's all based around um so it's not just like all your team has their turn and then all the enemies do right it's every every character is on their own little timer um and there's a little timeline across the bottom of the screen at all times and it shows you the order that you know that everyone's turns are going to come in um and you know certain moves you might do might have like a delayed action right so you might be looking at it and think right well if i move her here and then do this action that won't actually take place until after an enemy's done this or so you're always sort of working with that and there are ways of manipulating it there are characters that can um you know delay um an enemy's action for example um so you might be looking at it thinking right well i know this enemy is going to attack this character but actually this character of mine is going to be able to act first and if i can get her over there and delay the enemy then that buys me time to do that and you're mapping this stuff out in your head and it's a really really good feeling like it's it's just really satisfying to pull stuff off um and equally there's there's a lot of abilities that um sort of work on um if you've ever played like space hulk um or similar there's like a lot of sort of overwatch style abilities where it's like so between you know that like now and when this character next acts they will be able to interrupt so uh say you've got a character who's got like two guns right and it's like if any of your allies get hit by an enemy within a certain range like before this character's next turn then she'll retaliate and she'll shoot him so you then have the option of being like the more the more that one character does in one particular turn, the longer it is before they can act again, right? So then you have this option of like, well, I can get, I can do more stuff in this turn, but then it's going to be longer before I can react to what the enemy does. So you just constantly, you're always just thinking about time. You've got as long as you want to think about it because it's turn-based, but you're, it's all about just rinsing like as much as you can out of each turn. Um very similar to Into the Breach in a lot of ways, which I admired but was too stupid to enjoy properly. Whereas this, um, this seems to be about about the right um, level um, for for an idiot, yeah. right? Like me, yeah. are they just replacing like time with you know power, energy, or whatever? Is it just a different way of like what? Or, you know, how is that any different? How do you mean? Sorry, so sort like. Of- if- so like if you have a if you have like um uh a turn based game, mm. certainly the ones that I've mm. played and there's not been many. <laughs> um you're kind of like limited to what you can do by a power bar yeah. or whatever. You know, this uses this much power, this uses that. Mm-hmm. You know, you try and get as many moves in using that power gauge as possible before it depletes and then it's the next person's turn. Mm. Are they just changing the word power for time? I mean, I guess in a way, but as I say, it's it's then how you like how you interact with, um, you know, what like whatever else is is going on. Um, so it's it's about, like I say, so you, you might be like, right, well, if if I if this character does like this, this, and this now, then they won't be able to act for another like fifty time units, um, which might put them before you know so that might be that their next action is before the enemy's next action and, right, and then you so sort it's of more the, free-flowing yeah it's more free-flowing yeah whereas yeah, you might you yeah, just might think well actually if i move this character here and then attack twice i'll probably kill the enemy but if i don't it'll be longer before i can use this unit again and the enemy will definitely get to act before me if it doesn't die right so you, you're always sort of weighing up those those sorts of risks um 
the way you manage your squad is is really strange as well it's all about like because it, it's it's sort of a roguelike structure in that um it you know it says right off the bat it's like you won't complete it first run through don't worry about it um it's all about you know getting as far as you can and then eventually you will lose but then in your next playthrough you will have earned like power-ups and stuff that give you a bit of a leg up um next time through which i like um into that um but there's also like there's this system of like uh so the only way to heal one of your units is to sacrifice another one and it's got to be another one of like the same or higher level which gets really confusing like luckily that the interface is really nicely done and it sort of helps you with this stuff quite a lot um because i was looking at like all my units and being like right so if this one's this level and they've only got this much health does that mean i should heal that one or should i sacrifice them to heal another one because they like they they impart like some of their experience and some of their abilities into whoever they heal by being sacrificed as well and it gets very complicated and you know if if you're into turn-based strategy stuff like this like you'll love it like it's this is the sort of complicated but very interesting um stuff that you you get into with it and they like and you know and your units all sort of develop little like traits and stuff depending on how you play them as well um like i had one character uh it was like a, a blade master right so it's like your, your melee combat unit and she the first uh match i used her in she like i basically just used her for all the kills because she was quickest she's doing the most damage and i was like right cool so then she got a trait that was like aggressive and it's like a damage bonus um and then the next fight basically did the same thing but she didn't take any damage so then she got a trait that was like arrogant <laughs> so uh which then i think it was like i think it was, uh, it's like another bonus to attack damage but then also minus um like defense right and it was like a little bit of flavor text saying like yeah it's just she didn't get hit in that last fight so she shouldn't give a shit anymore like she just she thinks she's invincible and the, and they all develop mm. these little traits and as a you know and through multiple playthroughs they i guess that like you know I've, I've only done like one um sort of playthrough to like a major boss and then got my ass kicked but you know those traits will sort of build up and up and up and as i say as you sort of heal them by sacrificing them or you know heal some by sacrificing others then they they get traits from each other as well it's all like very complicated and all brilliantly interwoven um and yeah i've I've really enjoyed it the terminology around it really doesn't help a lot of the the terms it uses for the different mechanics and stuff is all sort of around like it's as confusing as the story right so there, <laughs> there are different mechanics there, there are remembrances memories and something else that's all that's like another word for mem like yeah something memory related and they're all different mechanics and different items and, and skills and stuff that you can use and you're like this this isn't helpful so it's a bit unclear right <laughs> to say the least um but yeah it's just yeah just brilliant amount of depth but the actual moment-to-moment -moment combat isn't particularly daunting certainly not at first it, it eases you in well enough um it's got a cool thing like the music sort of scales up and down depending on how like busy everything's getting like and to the point that like when you're in like a proper boss fight so go like you know starts off like really sedate and then when things really kick off it 
it basically goes like full evanescence there's like <laughs> like it's like this like you know metal soundtrack with like a woman singing over it and stuff and it's like and again it's not really a horror game it's more just a very sort of goth stroke metal aesthetic to it i think and, I, and it works i really like it um cool yeah so there's that there's what else have i played oh um Frostpunk, which I played. <laughs> oh, I've seen this. Yeah, what is this? Yeah. I don't know Frostpunk. anything about this. What is it? It's uh, so I streamed this the other night because I, d- I decided to do a stream that was because of the fucking heatwave. I decided to stream a load of games that were cold in nature to try and sort of. <laughs> it's a bit. Of, I don't know. It's quite therapeutic, I think. Um, so this is a game where basically yeah, the... opening to Red Dead Two. Surely, oh god, yeah, that, that, surely that's the coldest. <laughs> A feeling I've ever got from playing a game ever. <laughs> That's snowman. Um, but yeah, so this is a game where the earth is frozen over and the last survivors um, have basically... I mean, playing this off the back, back of watching the Snowpiercer TV show, a lot of similar ideas, um, but there's there's no movement in this. It's just this one base with this giant furnace in the middle and it's the only thing keeping the last remnants of humanity alive basically and so you're, you're building a town around um this furnace and and trying to keep everyone alive and safe and it's 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 one of those games where it doesn't even necessarily paint them as moral choices right it never tells you what's good and bad but like quite early on it's like we haven't got enough workers a lot of kids sitting around doing nothing you want to put them to work or do you want to, or do you want to not um and it's it, 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 the only the only sort of judgment or the only way these things are weighed up against um, one another is that basically you have like a a hope meter and then a discontent meter. So, for example, putting kids to work tends to have a bit of a bad effect on the the hope, um, whereas it does actually alleviate you know, worries regarding, like, how many workers you've got. Um, and then there's things like, you know, what do we do with people who are, like, severely injured or terminally ill? And you can make some really horrible decisions. Um, it's like, what do we do with corpses? Like, do we just, you know, we can just, like, we can make a, you know, a, a church or, a, um, you know, a crematorium or whatever, or just chuck them out in the ice. Doesn't matter, does it? Like, it's... <laughs> So there's all these sort of nah, easy, it's, it's, but it's fine. these sort of easy but quite horrible decisions you could make, and so far I've not had to make any of the horrible decisions. And I'm obviously I'm being very smog. Like, no, this is fine. You can do things the right way. You've just got to be careful. You know, it can yeah, that's work the out. Question: To what end? Is it just endless like moral choices, or is it? Well, because um... I mean, I don't know. Because these are sort of you, you go through. Like you, you know, you you pick like which of these laws to enact, and it's almost like the the tree on you know like, like a skill tree on a an RPG or something. Um, so I I don't know how widely that that sort of unfolds as you go on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the the point I'm at. I mean, I only played it for about an hour and a half. At the point I'm at, I'm still sort of building my town up, managing resources. You sort of as you expand, you know, outwards from the central furnace, obviously gets colder so you've got to start then placing other little sort of heaters 
around as you go. Obviously, they use more resources, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's this constant sort of expansion, but then having to sort of rebalance your resources and make sure everyone's fed and warm and not dying, you know. Um, but yeah, apparently it gets fucking miserable, and you are basically forced to make some very unpleasant choices as, as time goes on. Um, and you know, and you send out like expeditions and stuff. This sort of it's mentioned that like there were other survivors with you that had you know had to sort of stop and set up camp, you know, earlier in the journey. So then you then sort of like having to send out scout teams to be like, no, it's fine. Look, we've set up the the town. It's going to be all right, and bring them back. Um, and yeah, and I'm really intrigued to see where it goes. I think we we basically decided on the stream that I am going to keep streaming this for a couple of weeks at least um because it yeah really good um, i think it's a couple of years old but i think there's some new dlc just came out for it um it's not it's not just pc is it it's out on other I stuff think, yeah, i think it's I, I think it's on game pass yeah, it's, on, Switch, it's right? on game pass oh is it oh i think you're right i think that's where i've seen yeah. it um yeah, i think it's on game well pass. well worth a go um i okay. really enjoying it that does sound like i might enjoy yeah. it yeah i think you might um what else uh last one uh i've been playing fit xr on the oculus quest so this is a bit confusing so this was box vr which i think on other platforms it still is but <laughs> but the company that made box vr is called fit xr and the oculus version of box vr has now been renamed to fit xr and has had a massive update um, but what's going on with naming of things at the moment? It's just crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Is it Game Pass? Is it not? What's, <laughs> it, what's going on? Is it, um, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Uh, so, I, so I, it was sort of, you know, it's like, oh yeah, it's been renamed because it's like a complete fitness uh, package. As far as I can tell, it, it is still just boxing. Um, but it's, I mean, yeah, the, the simplest way to describe it is it, it's Beat Saber, but punching instead of slashing with swords but obviously you know beat saber as a fitness game which is something i you know i'm I'm into was a happy accident right it wasn't uh it was never designed as that it was designed as a rhythm game first and foremost and then turned out you can get pretty knackered playing it whereas fit xr is obviously from the ground up is intended as a fitness thing so yeah you you know music playing and there's there's blocks coming at you that you have to punch with your fists and then there's and there's ones that have to be punched from certain directions so there'll be you know like hooks and and uppercuts and stuff as well um things you have to dodge out of the way uh from um two things like really make this work for me one is the fact that so it like it's just relentless right like the 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 patterns on it are as I say, you know, with Beat Saber, they had to be sort of rhythmically, like, enjoyable. Whereas with this, it's just got to be constant because it's, like, it's supposed to be an exercise game. It's not about necessarily interesting patterns. <laughs> yeah. It's just about punching the fuck out some blocks for, you know, 10 minutes straight. Um, and it, <laughs> it just, it has this mechanic whereby, basically, you have to hit the blocks, like, over a, a certain speed like you can hit them slowly and it won't penalize you but if you hit them quit like really fast they like properly like explode and make a better explosion noise and you get more points for doing it so you're always trying to hit everything with like you know as much strength as you can and fucking hell it's knackering like i mean i <laughs> thought b 
Beat Saber was was good for that, but no, th- this is on another level. Like I was sore for like two days afterwards, and Excellent. you know, with great. the caveat, I am out of shape, so don't you know, <laughs> like that's not entirely unusual. But um, yeah, it was a good fucking workout. So I, I did uh, twenty five minutes of play in my first session, and I yeah, I was fucked afterwards. Like you know, when you've done something really intense with your like I remember when I first went, like did a bit of rock climbing, and then got back in my car, and I couldn't take the handbrake off on my car because my fingers were just like, nah, not doing it. Yeah, yeah, so I had yeah. that after playing this. Yeah, it's like, for, it's like when you play football five aside for the first time in yeah. ages, and you, you're out for a week. <laughs> um, yeah, it's nuts. Do you want to fight, Sean? Hmm? <laughs> You've been playing this. Do you want to fight? Yeah, I've probably yeah. Don't see why not. No, you don't get confident. <laughs> Um, once I get you once on the nose, I reckon that'll yeah, be that'll you. Yeah, probably it. Was like, you were supposed to actually hit me? What the fuck? Um, Can we do that? Should we get that? Sorted? We'll just have a fight. Matt, you're listening. Patreon bonus yeah. show. Just me and, me and uh, Dave having a... No, I think just come down and watch it. I mean, okay. socially distanced and everything. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, All right, fair enough. Just in like a car park or let's something. Let's just have a... F- it's about time, isn't it? Yes, but yeah, tensions mounting up. The last 10, Don't 15 leave. years we've known each other, it's... yeah. Bound to happen. Um, oh, fucking batty. Yeah, it probably would. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the songs in it are fine. Um, you know. The, the, the... Are they licensed tracks or? Uh, I honestly don't know. It's nothing I recognise. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't recognise, like, was it Step Into Christmas <laughs> by it? <laughs> <laughs> I still think that's a conspiracy. Um, <laughs> that's the, my Mandela effect. Um yeah, uh, yeah, it's proper good. Oh, the other, th- the other really cool thing it does is whenever you, whenever you launch into a workout. So uh, basically, rather than, you know Beat Saber, it's like you pick a song and then you do a song, start to finish. Right, well done, here's your score. This is like you pick a workout, which will be like four, like four or six songs usually. Um, so do eight. Uh, that's, that's what um, Just Dance does, uh, okay. isn't it, James? Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you're into like a whole series of songs, you know, just to make sure you get a decent workout without having to stop and be like, oh, right, this one now, I suppose. Um, but it um, puts you in an online session with other people whenever you do one. So you're in the middle and you like punching away and then, yeah, like looking left and right and you can see other people's, obviously it's just like like a floating headset and the, the two fists. But you can see other people doing it as well, and you realize like you're in this like long line of people, or it's like um, punching away, and it feels weirdly good. Like known people, like known that other people are sort of there doing it as well. Well, and that's definitely live. Like that's one to one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, you know you start. I mean, oh, wow. I suppose it, it could be. Can you wave at people and stuff? I mean, I I wave at people. No one waves back. That's quite telling, isn't it? Right. They've they've do you reckon they bullshitted it? I mean, because you, yeah. you do, you know, they'll start and you see people like adjusting their headset and stuff. But then I suppose that could be pre-recorded. Yeah, it's just but, a um, little animation there, but, isn't it? Uh, do they all do they all adjust it in exactly the same <laughs> way at exactly the same time, like in FIFA at the start of a FIFA game where all the animations kicking off at once? Um, you're like, wow, this is really real. But there's a there's a live scoreboard as you go as well. So so oh, okay. as you, yeah oh, so as you get in like a decent combo and you see yourself like going up through the ranks it's like fuck yeah this is good it's really good <laughs> all the usernames like razor <laughs> um, uh, but yeah there's always like you know every scoreboard there's like a couple of people at the top who've obviously like they just play it every day and their scores are like way higher than everyone else's but 
Oh, you sound bitter. Yeah, a little bit. A little, little bit. Bitter there, little bit. I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm going to be one of those people. Because they, they just spend all day, the fucking day nerds. on it, actually, and they haven't got Fuck, lives. Oh, fucking nerds are into exercise are the worst. I've used that. Um, I've used that so much, playing FIFA online, playing COD online. You sit there and go, yeah, well, they just they haven't got any yeah. lives. They just play this all the time. I, don't, I prefer my yeah, life, yeah, actually. actually. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I've got a mortgage, mate, yeah? Fuck off. All right, <laughs> don't show off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and yeah, it was absolutely knackered. And I mean, I'm looking for. I mean, you know, when I when I first played, I was like, "Oh man, this is going to be amazing! I'm going to do this every day." Woke up the next morning, like, uh. um, so yeah, I haven't haven't been back yet, but I'm I'm looking forward to making it a regular thing for sure. I might is this, stream a bit for a laugh. Is this PC VR only? I'm presuming there's nothing else. There's no like PSVR no, version no, I, or anything like that. I think like it's like, so. I think box VR is on. PSVR, which I, and it hasn't been upgraded to fit XR. But I, so I've been playing this on the Quest. It's it's native on the Quest. It's not a. I think it's. I think it might be PC as are well. You, but... Are you interested in this then, James? I'm. Um, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. If you've not had the Quest yet, I think there's a little bit of uh, requesting needs to be going True. on. Uh, I'm. I'm just getting towards that time limit as well. Actually. Well, I'm still I've regularly using mine. I don't. I don't think Matt's touched this since he finished. Okay. Alex, so you know, the same. Okay, I mean, I was still regularly using mine when I had to send mine off, but that's fine. That is fine. Right? It's fine. It's not, I'm not going to make it awkward. I've just had a look. It is. This is on PSVR as well. All right, it's just get it on that. I'll get the twenty five uh, quid. Quest. Right. Uh, I need to get hang on, hang on. Sean. Is this worth twenty five quid? Do you think? Uh, oh, I don't know. Give me a bit longer with it because I don't know. Because obviously, of what I've played, I don't know how many of the things I've enjoyed about it are, are unique to Fit XR and aren't actually part of Box VR. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know exactly what the changes are. Um, so it, I mean, I I know people were singing Box VR's praises anyway. So um, I think you'd probably be all right with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's get on to your uh, listener Q and A's. Is what I think we're, we're calling going it Q and A now, are we? Because, I mean, to be well, fair... What else are we supposed to call it? I hate this well, idea that we can't call them emails and tweets just questions! Now. Just call it questions! Because the problem, with, problem with Q&A can I, can I make... is that we don't always really answer the questions, do we? <laughs> Why don't we call it Ask Us Anything? AMA. AMA. Can I... Matt's not here. Can I complain about the form? Oh, go on. Yes. Can't wait. Well, no, uh, you see, because you know the way it's collected into like a Google sheet. He's going to be furious that you're doing this, James. I think <laughs> he's going to be furious that you're complaining about this. Go on. No, but you know the way like all the answer, all the replies are collected into a Google yeah. sheet. Does yeah. anyone else find that really irritating? I, I find do. it irritating because it doesn't always fit in the yeah, cell. So exactly. Yeah, yeah. Manually wrap and you have to like click on it. You, yeah. Oh god! And generally, I'm on like a mobile device or whatever, which doesn't display it properly, yeah. and it's just a pain, isn't it? You have to yeah. like copy and paste stuff into notes or whatever to see what the yeah. actual message is. I hate Annoying. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Matt. There you go. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> right, questions. If you want to send us a question, Sean's, Sean's been boxing. <laughs> bang up for it. TCGS dot co forward slash dear TCGS, or don't because you'll upset James. Um, MD Kraboff <laughs> says, "What's the worst career decision you've ever made?" Oh Jesus! Uh, what's the worst career? Well, uh, I suppose that's an interesting question, man. Because, yeah. like, I think my saddest story is that I fell out of love with radio at the time where I should have been getting into radio. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I I wanted to be on the radio. That's what mm. I wanted to do when I was younger. And I went to college to study radio and get into that industry. And the teacher there, I now know, was utterly terrible. <laughs> utterly terrible. I mean, some of the stuff he said to us that were flat out lies. Um, an example being that every radio show is scripted and that script has to be pre-approved by a producer before it goes on air. Wow. Literally something he told us. Um, And then I felt, so I came away from college thinking radio's all bullshit and I hate (laughs) it. Um, So then I sort of just got into temping and stuff. Now, you know, I, I mean, I wish I did follow up on that and I wish I did get into that. I was also a keen actor and stuff, but I didn't uh, pursue that because I, I was more interested in radio at the time. Um, so there's part of me saying, hey, I really I really feel like I missed out on doing something that I've always wanted to mm. do. But I suppose the flip side of that is that I went into another career that I seem to be doing all right at and um, and I'm very busy working at um and at the same time i've got this so that's sort of that's helped my love for wanting to do radio without the pressures of being on a terribly low paid job and having a risk of a radio station just firing you every five Mm. minutes so uh so that's good but i guess to answer that question i guess that's the that's the answer fair dues have i um i've talked about when i worked at the dodgy hotels haven't i (laughs) <laughs> the dodgy hotels yeah i never told you this story you told me that you worked at a hotel i don't know why they're dodgy unless i forgot so uh how much can i say no yeah, no this is fine um <laughs> so basically so my boss at my job that i was enjoying i mean we, you know, we worked really well together suddenly announced he was leaving so he was originally he was a, a hotelier uh and he was he was going back into that um and he yeah, sort of offered to take me with him, basically. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, new challenge. This is going to be really cool. Um, so I was taken on as finance manager of this chain of like, I say chains, like three hotels that were owned by this one um, family. And uh, yeah, and so my boss was like, basically come over and just help us straighten out the finances because they're a bit of a mess. Turns out they weren't a mess. Uh, they were just dodgy as fuck. And... They were just like rinsing all the money they could out of the hotels and not maintaining anything. Um, one of them, one of the hotels, so the two of the hotels were down in Kettering. And so we had to, we had to visit those like once a fortnight or whatever. It's a pain in the ass. Um, it's like two and a half hour drive from here. Um, and one of them was shut because it was in such a bad state. And it was this beautiful old listed building, but it was just fucked um literally like some of the rooms like the fucking ceiling had caved in and shit it was horrendous and uh yeah one time we so we were staying in kettering um at the in the the good relatively good hotel and yeah then we got a call that some lights were on in the hotel that was meant to be shut uh so then me and my boss then had to patrol the closed hotel armed with a pull, fucking that's horrible. like pool cue kicking the doors in and seeing uh. yeah yeah, that was good. Did you find anything? No, we didn't. We figured there was like a, I don't know the proper term for this, um, but there was like a, a covered area outside the building. So we, we basically figured they were probably heard us coming, hopped out the window 
sat on this like covered area for a bit and then probably hop back in once once they, they figured we'd gone um but yeah i mean my boss found like all sorts of shit going on in that building like other times he was there as well it was bad and uh, yeah so I, and I was technically the finance manager but i didn't have any access to or control over <laughs> any of the finances so i basically i was oh mate uh, and that makes you think why did they decide to exactly because obviously job? and my boss's plan was like oh well sean will come in and they'll they'll give him access to everything and he'll start straightening everything out and um, it's like nope they had no intention that's a nice way of thinking of it i was thinking of a different thing what do you mean right who's someone that we can just completely mug <laughs> off in this role no no so so my boss wouldn't have done that to me but yeah it was the owners of the business had no intention okay. of, of relinquishing I think, any I control think your boss might have you know <laughs> i think they might have done that okay. to you i think that's what happened sean i think that's what happened okay the friendship uh, was based on the uh, fraud. <laughs> <laughs> just because that's how you manage this show dave that's not... <laughs> it's true, it's true. Uh, you've so yeah, so I, know, I know that i am the boss <laughs> <laughs> so God, i just have to spend sorry. most days just answering phone calls to people demanding to know why invoices hadn't been paid and me basically saying, I don't know. And they then going, sorry, who are you again? And me saying, I'm the finance manager. <laughs> and it was so stressful, I started getting heartburn on a regular basis. It's making me ill. So I left. That was, so that was a poor decision, that taking the job, not leaving. James. Yeah, I mean, I think probably the biggest one I had was when... You see, I worked in China for a while, and then I came back to the UK. And then when we were going to have Rachel, like my daughter, we were like, maybe we should go back, like so that Chen could be with her parents and all that kind of thing, and it might, yeah, be easier and everything. That was a terrible decision, um, because I went back and I went to work for the company that I'd worked for before. I kind of ignored the warning signs, um, that there were that the company may be in trouble, and uh, yeah, it turns out it was in big trouble, and it like, yeah, it went bust basically Jesus. after i'd been there for about two months oh, fuck. and and i was i was owed like several months of salary um my baby was just about to be born mm. and it was it was a bit of a nightmare and we had to negotiate with the chinese government and it was yeah because they were like part oh, it's it's complicated basically any any like western company that wants to do business in china has to find like a chinese partner right. And so the company that I was working for, in a way, we were fortunate because they were partnered with a state-owned company, mm -hmm. and so the state-owned company had to take up the responsibility for it, like for what was going on. But they didn't want to, and so we had lots of yeah, we had, we had days or weeks of like negotiations, which I learned a lot from that. But it was it was horrendous, just like when you you know, you're just about to have a baby and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It was it was awful. So what that was your that was first a... job, James. So again, what was your first job? Uh, worked at the co-op. Nice. I can't imagine that. James yeah. Farley just well stacking shelves and that. Yeah, I did. I did still. I did. Yeah, I did uh, shelf stacking at night. Yeah, uh, of course. I'd love to just time travel and watch that. <laughs> it was. It was not fun, David. Just, it was. Oh, it was not a fun. Me, job. Where's the? Where's the? Um, <laughs> where'd you keep your salt? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> my first job was working for auto trader as a cold caller to what we used to do is get local newspapers mm. from around the country uh get the adverts where they're selling their car and ring them up and so why don't you advertise in auto trader <laughs> and 
I lasted two days <laughs> before I walked out. Um, the second day, I picked up the phone, rang the number. This was just after the manager pulled me into the office and said, you haven't made a single sale, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, no one wants to buy an advert. What can you? What, what do you want out of me? <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you're supposed to convince them. I was like, okay. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm sticking to your script. <laughs> and then I sat there, I rang up one person, and they said, you're a wanker, mate. And I went, <laughs> why? He said... He said, I'll tell you, you were like, because... you are, if anyone is, but go on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I went, uh, you're the wanker, mate. I, I, I said, um, what, why? And he went, well, I put that advert on to sell my car. I didn't expect you to ring me up, ring me up during while I'm eating my dinner with my family and try and get me to spend more money advertising in your shitty little magazine. And I went, do you know what, mate? You're right. This is out of order, isn't it? <laughs> this, is, this don't feel right. I'm in, interrupting your life. Like mm-hmm. This is wrong, isn't yeah. it? And he was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I'm going to quit. And he was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I'll see you later, mate. <laughs> I hung up, just walked into the manager and just went, I don't want to do this. <laughs> just walked out. <laughs> that was it. That was my... I don't even think I got paid for those two days, you know? Oh, well, that's a yeah, shame. That's a learned. Uh, Maria Mendiata says, "Dear TCGS Co. Brand Managers, uh, the other week's <laughs> other week's sensible chat about Ghost of Tsushima uh, reiterated how the setting shines in spite of the game's potential uh, potential shortcomings. Tsushima Island exists outside of the game world, so my question relates to how game designers only partially represent real locales. Uh, when games like 2019's Call of Duty claim to be inspired by real places and events, but rarely engage with the location's realities, do we attribute this to a limited research budget?" Or are developers merely shying away from social complexities to appeal to a broader public? I'm curious to hear your opinion, and particularly James's professional take, given that he's the group's head cynic stroke academic researcher and probably asleep by this point. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's because there are certainly examples of this being done well, right? Um, yeah. I, I think because uh, I forget which Call of Duty it was. Um, but there, there is a Call of Duty with a bit set in Kowloon Walled City, isn't there? Um, which is yeah. although good. yeah, doesn't exist. But no, no, that's anymore. what I mean. That's why, that's why it, and it's interesting because obviously that's one of the few ways you can sort of imagine you were there because it doesn't. You know, all got completely <laughs> knocked down. Um, and I because uh, that it gets a mention on an episode of Ninety Nine Percent Invisible, all about Kowloon Walled City, and it sounds like they really did their research. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, but then that's you're probably just sprinting through shooting at people. It's not really a, you know, an actual slice of life about about what it was like. Um, I'm trying to think of other examples, though. I mean, I think in terms of like shying away from social complexities or like not wanting to like really engage with it in a massive mm. way, a lot of it's got to be like expediency, isn't yeah. it? For, like the game design for like whatever they're trying to yeah. achieve for that it becomes difficult in real-world locations, probably. So this is why they take it as inspiration rather than actually, you know, sort of copying things exactly. Yeah, and, like, because we've said this about um, Forza Horizon 4, didn't we? So, you know, we were all sort of a bit like, it's this bits I recognise, but it doesn't feel British. <laughs> yeah, it's always worse it's... when it's based in somewhere that you know really yeah, well. Yeah, and, we, and we're all like, it's because the mm. roads are too fucking wide. But, but, of course, that's a gameplay decision, and it's a, a concession they had to make. Um like you know, like some of the the towns in the game that I know in real life, and I'm sort of going, oh, the layout's nothing like that. It's like, yeah, because you couldn't drive a fucking sports car 150 <laughs> miles an hour through the actual town. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be fun. 
only that, it's like it would take you hours for, yeah. to get from one place to the other. Just and wouldn't, be, wouldn't be um, So, yeah, you, you accept that these things are all, you know, to an extent, they're always going to be a bit of a, a theme park because it's... And it's a game yeah. design thing more I mean, than a, a a social issue thing, I think. It's I like, can't wait to like, see that, um, what, how Watch Dogs deals with that. Yeah. That's going to be weird. My city. I want to see how they do all that. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's been like, like we've had games like that. Like, right, you know, in London that, since the getaway, yeah. right? So, yeah, was, yeah. See how it goes. Sorry, sorry, James. No, it's like, like with Yakuza, mm. like when I went to the actual place where that is supposedly mm. set, it's, it is very similar, like really, really similar, but it's tiny, like by comparison to what you see, like in the, in the game, like in the game world, it feels much, much bigger than it is. But again, that's it's the scale needs to be like that for the for the game, yeah. I guess. You know, for it to feel that imposing and everything. My um, it maybe wouldn't be his favorite example of this, and I may have mentioned it before, was uh, Hellgate London, which was a sort of third person action RPG. I think it was just on PC, maybe not. And it was so clear the developers had never actually been to London; they'd just <laughs> seen pictures. So, so for one thing, um, any any roads they didn't want you to go down, right? They were just blocked off by like wrecked like Routemaster buses, you know the old ones with the sort of cut out. It's like there's yeah. there's yeah, yeah. what like two like heritage routes they still do, and that's it. Whereas they'd obviously gone well, that's what all the buses in London are like. So we'll use those. You can still find them. Yeah, no, so I mean, there's, there's a few uh, like sort of tourist stroke heritage routes I think they do, but they, they, this yeah, was like okay. every bus was one of those, um, and like and <laughs> Covent Garden was in it but you literally you just get <laughs> but it's a garden the day. It's someone's garden you just get there and you're just like it's tiny what have they, have they done they've like fired a shrink ray at it it looked ridiculous so yeah not not the worst depiction of london in a, a video game though Go on. uh i think i think mass effect 3 goes <laughs> some way to be in the worst, i don't even right? remember this is that the final level it's the final level yeah. where you can you get there and it's rubble but they've just miraculously like the the red uh phone boxes are still like there completely intact i think don't you see the london eye or something probably think, that's the first thing that would go is that the the weird tax break thing what wasn't there a thing in sort of films and games if you had like a section that prominently featured britain in like a recognizable way there was a a weird tax break thing going on. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, no, I wasn't aware it, of that. And always... but then that makes sense because there was that whole bit in um, Call of Duty, one of Call of Duties that was set yeah. in the docks of London. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. It was like really yeah. weird. And it's like, and and but yeah, and in films, it was like there's that Fantastic Four film where there's a there's a fight that happens in and around the London Eye, and it's all like, yeah, and it's like, why are we here? <laughs> why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 So yeah, I think the, maybe we're being charitable. I think broadly the answer is either lack of research or it's just con- like those concessions are made for gameplay or design reasons more than um, yeah, sort of not being able to do justice for any for sort of more nuanced reasons. I think um, Ben Syme says, "Has Sean ever drank from a can before?" Right, listen, Ben. <laughs> uh, do you guys know what this is about? 
Yeah. No, you see, I want to know what this is because you've done something and I'm not supp- what I'm supposed to be doing or what uh, uh, this James, is all about. You've got, you got, you got to do it, mate. So, a friend of the show, what friend of the show, uh, Cami Toman, uh, was a streaming the other day and I can't even remember how it came about, but for whatever reason, he poured uh, a can of, I can't remember what it was, Coke, whatever, onto his face. Well, I mean, ideally into his mouth, but obviously, you know. Results may vary. Yeah, the idea is that you hold the can yeah. above your yeah. head and you tilt it forward yeah. and try and aim for your yeah. mouth, and you can't stop until it's empty. Oh no, no I don't think that's part of it, is it? Well, it seems that's like definitely not what Sean did. Sean. <laughs> I don't, I don't think. I'm pretty sure Cammy didn't empty it. But okay, well, the ones I've seen, they've emptied it. But yeah. uh, that, no, that's fine. You crack on. Whatever. Anyway, so Cammy, just basically as a joke, you know, the ice bucket challenge or whatever. He was like, right, I, you know, he nominated two other people, one of them being me. So then I did it, and I was just like, "What's?" Well, <laughs> I don't know if he did it. Was well, okay. <laughs> I was like, right. <laughs> Don't get offended. Don't get upset. Because <laughs> you sort of tilt it forward just a bit and it rolls down the can and comes down off of the bottom. Yeah. And then you stop. And then you went, that's not enough, yeah. is it? And I was thinking, no, that was four drops. <laughs> no, there's got to be more. So then you do it again, I mean, but only for about a split second. I was like, come on, Sean, give it some. Mate. I mean, maybe that's how it looked on the camera, but I definitely like got Coke fucking everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you, did you put a mat down or no, something? No, Oh, what are you doing, Sean? Oh, well, we haven't got cut. It's just laminate flooring. It'd be easier. Oh, yeah, easier to, easier to clean as it is. is Point is, I, made a fu- I was just like, right, try and pour it on my face. Probably make a mess. Whatever, job done. And then later saw all these tweets like, eh, I did it wrong. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> all right. It was I just, can see why you're it upset just with meant, me. It was <laughs> just meant to be a bit, bit of fun, guys. I was... <laughs> Who is calling you out? Was there any any notable names? Uh, I mean, well, I mean, I've obviously I've singled out Ben here. There was a couple of others. Um, I okay. think Athene was in on it, and there was someone else. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. Have I ever drank from a can before? Yeah, but not suspending the can about a foot away from my face. That's that's new to me. That one. Um, so basically, you've been nominated, James, and then yeah. you're ne- starting your next stream. You've got to do this, yeah, and you've got to do it right. Or else people will take the piss out of you on the internet. <laughs> it's all right. I'm not too worried about. I mean, the thing is, is I'm doing. I'm going to be doing this in the garage anyway, and it stinks out here anyway. <laughs> so who cares? It'll be fine. Actually, might, it might improve the uh, smell of the place a bit. Yeah, that'll be great. Chuck a bit of diet yeah, but coke then you over. get to nominate two people. That's true. So yeah. um, you got to start thinking about those ones. Nom- who are you or nominate John them? Denton. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be a good shout. <laughs> Go for uh, Phil Spencer. That's true. Yeah, you love it. Because <laughs> then he'll have to go at the start of the Xbox event. Uh, thank you, James Farley from the Computer Game Show for my nomination <laughs> uh, to do the face can challenge or whatever it's called. Uh, <laughs> and then he does that. And then he goes £600 for the Series S and then we'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, I mean, we, yeah, it's just a stupid joke, but we've already seen like loads of people we fully don't know doing it it's pretty pretty (laughs) weird anyway barra barry ben says hi fellas uh bear in mind i've never even once had a go with a vr headset i'm thinking of getting psvr i understand it's dated technology at this point but i figure i can buy the headset cheaper than other brands and as i don't have a decent pc it'll be a good way to see if vr is something i'd be interested in should i do this or is it worth waiting and getting a higher model such as the quest 
or should I use it as a way of testing the water? Bearing in mind, I've got nothing to compare it to, so it probably won't feel too dated to me. If you can get it cheap, then I'd say, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Go for it. I would disagree. I would say get a quest. Ooh, really? 120%. There's loads of really good stuff on PSVR, though. There's like, you can't... loads of really good stuff on Quest as well. And... I know, but it's cheap. It's like, you can... if you've already got a, PS... a PS4, you can get a PSVR probably pretty cheap, but, I'd imagine. But, right, like, cheaper than oh, yeah, Quest. But then that's not all you've got to yeah, buy. Yeah, can you get the move controllers? That's true. That's a good point. You've got to get the the games are more expensive for the PSVR yeah. in my experience, mm-hmm. right? You've got to get the headset. You then you've got to set it all up. Yep. <laughs> you've got to get two move controllers, and you've got to get the camera. Well, the right? camera comes with the. the no, it comes, comes with, with it. it. Okay, yeah. right, that's yeah. fine. But I'm still right. Let me just. How much? I'm just having a look. See how much they cost. Okay, so if you get a PSVR Mega Pack, which has got a whole bunch of games <laughs> with it, that's three hundred quid. That's wow. quite a lot. And then, like, a starter is 258. Yeah, maybe... <laughs> uh, is the quest still 400? I think it is. Search quest now, James. Yeah, since, okay. you, since you're having a look. Uh, How did you get the PS4? Four, it's four four nine nine. Although, no, 399 for a 64 okay, gig. And that's plenty. So 400 yeah. quid. And then you get everything in it. So, yeah, yeah there is a £100 difference. So, maybe... Probably I would go for that. Maybe, yeah, the the... Yeah, like I, I understand uh, what you're saying about you know he, he won't know that it's dated technology, but it is a pain in the ass. Like the wires and stuff, it's See, just not the same. Um, if this mega pack came with move controllers, that wouldn't be oh so God, bad. It? But it doesn't. No, okay. it, all it's got is it's got it's because it They're comes with five quid five games yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're ridiculous. They are. Yeah. I mean, look the the best. VR game I have played, like you know, in terms of gaming as we know it, is Astrobot Rescue Mission, yeah. right? So it'd be a, a shame to miss that. Mm. But also, the more time, the most time I've ever put in a VR game is PokerStars VR. Yeah. So and that's free <laughs> on the Quest. I, I hope it is still free, but it was free when I I got mm. it. Um. But yeah, and then you know you've got the Vader Immortal without the worry about having the cables out the back of your head. You've got See, the... this is it. So the, the fundamental, honestly, the graphics are not as they're on par, aren't they, with PSVR? Yeah. Oh yeah, easy. Um, look, the, the the fundamental problem with PSVR is that you yeah, you know, so you got a wire coming out the back of your head, which then has to go to a box which has to be near your PS4, which is probably in front of you. So, <laughs> like, I tend to, you know, when I've used it, I can, you know, if you can, like, maybe put the wire between your legs, that sort of keeps it out of the way, but then don't you dare move your fucking legs because <laughs> something's going to get broken. Um, or, you know, if you have it sort of over your shoulder to the side and you're sort of thinking about, you know, that arm and not wanting to whack it. Just, to, like, if there was a, a way to wire it up so that you got your PS4 in front of you or wherever it normally is, but then the PSVR box behind you, somehow, that would be a lot better. Um, but as it stands, it's yeah, it, it's just that constant awareness that there is a wire, and if you start looking around too much or wandering or flailing your arms too much, you're gonna hit it or you're gonna trip on it, and it it pulls you out of the game just a bit constantly. See, Whereas with the quest, you, just, you put it on, you're away. It will warn you if you get near a wall. Um, you don't have to think about it. 
See, I would say that you see, I've not used the quest, so I don't know what it's like. Whatever. But if you haven't, oh shit! No, if you've if you've not, yeah, I've never I've never used it. But if you have never had any experience with like VR at all, I still think PSVR is not a bad starter. Yeah, like, and, really and there's good games. I'm can... surprised it's not cheaper. Well, yeah. yeah. If it, if it was if it was sub two hundred pounds, I would say. I mean, and yeah. it has been because sometimes there's there's mm-hmm. offers on it. Then definitely I go for PSVR because it is a good it's a good starter. I think if you're because if you're not aware of things like the cable issues and things like that, it doesn't matter mm. so much. Like I can't say that that's terribly bothered mm. me, but then it probably would do if I'd used yeah. the Quest because then I'd be like, ah, oh, it should be like mm. this actually. I mean, and, and but, yeah. you know, worth noting, there's plenty of good PSVR games that you play sat down with a controller. Um, you know, yeah. like uh, Res for starters, uh, Tetris effects. Tetris. Um, yeah. uh, Star Wars Squadrons coming soon, probably, oh, probably God, yeah. good. That's gonna be good. Um, and Astrobot as well, obviously. Um, yeah. So which is excellent. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's not a not a, a bad choice by any means. Um, it's just yeah, like I would really, if you're looking at two hundred fifty, three hundred quid for one, then I I personally would recommend waiting for the you know saving up for the quest. But if you can get PSVR cheap, then maybe go for it. Also. It depends if you've got a PS4 Pro or not, because that does make quite a big difference. Mm. I found, like in terms of like yeah. visual fidelity and everything, it is mm. worse. Like with the with the standard yeah, PS4. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Joe in Seattle says, "Hey chaps, uh, I'm going to be buying an Xbox Series X this November. My multiplayer squad is on the Xbox, and I'm ready to finally upgrade my ancient Xbox One S and get better frames and play in 4K. Also, Game Pass." I don't buy the idea that the Xbox has no games. They'll have first-party games soon enough, and I want to upgrade to play third-party stuff in better fidelity right away. I like that the Xbox gives me the opportunity to upgrade, but also lets my friends who don't care about frames slash fidelity and don't want to spend the money uh, stick with their current hardware. That helps Yeah, totally. Uh, I always hear folks on podcasts and Twitter who are sceptical about why anyone would buy a Series X saying, why not just buy a PC? (laughs) What would it cost to build a PC with the specs of a Series X? 12 teraflops SSD of the same speed and size, same RAM, etc. Seems to me it'd be way more expensive than what we presume the Series X and PS5 will be, but maybe I'm wrong. Are there secret ways to build PCs that someone is keeping from me? I mean, yes and no. I always, you know, as I always say, like, as a as someone who does play stuff on PC, I do shake my head when I see people spending like a grand and a half on a PC. It's not necessary. Unless you're insisting, like, oh, everything's got to be 144 hertz in 4K, and uh, I don't, I've never understood that. But yeah, you're never going to build a PC of the same spec of the Series X for the same cost. You're going to be looking at like eight or nine hundred quid, I would have thought, um, for, the, for you know the same spec as a PC, and it's probably not going to be as efficient either because you know it's just running Windows, whereas you know- yeah, it's built to. Run up exactly. Things, whereas so. you know, a, an Xbox version of a game is going to be definitely built with that exact hardware in mind. Um, I mean, Edge is going to take up uh, <laughs> quite a bit of the uh, power. The... Yeah, I do. It's getting late, isn't it? Yeah, it's getting. <laughs> it is. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah I, I I fully agree. This this people saying, oh, why not just get a PC? Well, there's loads of good reasons not to just get a PC. Actually, um, and as I've said countless times before, it's worth it for me because I use it for streaming or editing or or whatever. So there, are, to me, there are other benefits of having a good PC besides 
games, but otherwise, like yeah, no no harm in just buying the console instead at all. Here's a, here's a yeah. question. Just thinking about the, the two different directions they're taking to next mm-hmm. gen. All right, Xbox and PlayStation. Control is on PS now. Yep. But they've also stated that you have to pay extra to get the next gen version. Mm. Yes, well, it's the PS5 one. Yeah. It's just it's just going to be it's uh, just going to be the old version, isn't it? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, mm. all right. Right, last one. Uh from Matt Leatham, Leatham, Leatham. Uh this isn't a question about games, but about podcasting in general. I managed to record my first Ooh. podcast episode last week and completed the edit. Dave's going to love this. I spent so much time editing out all the ums and erms that seemed to litter every sentence do I uttered. I lost a, Don't do that. Yeah, I lost about 25 minutes of playtime to these, uh, as well as jokes that didn't seem to land between myself and co-hosts or tangents that faded into nothingness. How did you guys learn and evolve your presenting techniques over the years you've been podcasting and what bad habits did you find difficult to kick? I'm planning on having a few episodes in the pipeline before releasing them, so any feedback will be very helpful. Okay. Um... There are several tips I've got for you here. First of all, don't concentrate on uh and ums. It's a false... Um, <laughs> there you go. It's, <laughs> it's a false rule that dates back to very early radio where presenting styles was all very official, very, you know, you couldn't possibly do this. Uh, the idea that dead air is a crime is nonsense <laughs> as well. It's just a rule that sort of was generally understood by the audience back when radio was very formal. Um, these days, that's not the case. You listen to some of the best radio presenters. Um, I mean, you know, one of the best, whether you like the man or not. And, you know, I certainly didn't like him, but I appreciate what he did for radio. Um, Howard Stern, you listen to some of his old shows and there is no focus on... Um, you know any vocal tics being a problem there are moments where he's pausing for breath and everyone in the studio is silent and that's okay Mm. um if you're going if you're going for a presenting style like say you remember life well wasted where you are clearly reading a script Mm. you are clearly presenting then erms and ers yeah cut them out but if you're having a conversational style audio program whether that be a podcast or on the radio then you want it to sound as natural as as possible you know you and people do um and uh when they talk to each other in in real situations you know um you've also got gaps you know editing out gaps between what you're saying sometimes it can be helpful if you feel that it completely completely ruins the flow of conversation but it's also important to recognize that gaps in conversation can signify Mm. things they can signify um you know uh, uh, pulls for thoughts from certain people and you get that feeling people people understand how conversation sounds right and making a podcast is a perfect opportunity to get that natural conversation down into an audio form you know obviously that stuff wouldn't work in an audio book like if you were listening to an audio book and they were going um and then i went to the shops and um i saw that that wouldn't work in that situation Mm. but in a conversational style program 
that totally works. So the first piece of advice would be don't concentrate on that too much. Um, my second piece of advice, when you're talking about presenting style and that, listen to yourself over and over and over yep. again. If you're in a if you're in a situation where you um you want to improve and you want to improve the way you talk and you want to improve the show generally then listen back over and over and over again so you record an episode listen back a couple of times just take mental note of what you think worked and what you think didn't work don't worry about getting embarrassed over stuff because everyone goes through this process and it's part of it right then try new things on the next episode then listen to that back see if it works see if you've you've got what you wanted to get across um and uh if the jokes land or they didn't land doesn't really matter because you're still learning at this point um then a, a big tip i've got is leave it leave an episode for about three or four months and listen to it again after that <laughs> because you're going to it with fresher ears and you would have progressed throughout those three or four months and you can compare it to what you just recorded to what you sounded like three years ago. And you're thinking, well, am I getting sloppy here or have I improved that? Does this sound better? Does that sound better? Have I lost touch with what I was originally aiming for a little bit? How's it going? Um, and you, you'll listen to that with fresh ears because you'll, you won't know that conversation off by heart when you're, when you're listening back to it because, you know, a lot of time has passed. Last piece of advice, and this is the most important, don't think about what people want to hear. Think about what you want to hear. Like, if you try and appeal to what people want to hear, then you're creating something that isn't enjoyable for yourself. Create something that you like listening to, what you want to hear. That's the most important thing. Um, and some people might not like it. You know, there's a lot of people that don't like this show. I listen back and I think this really works and I'm really happy with it. Um, you know, we still misstep quite a lot. Mm. But that's part of it. You know, that's that's part of a the learning process and part of running a show that is so freeform and not structured. Um, but yeah, listen back to yourself. Don't make a show for other people. Make it for yourself. Um, and I can't remember the third bit of advice I gave, but it's probably good. <laughs> I mean, in terms of, you know, because he mentions like, you know, jokes that didn't land and stuff. Obviously, that's part of that's going to be learning your your co-hosts. Like even if you even if it's people you're already mates with, it's slightly different recording a show together isn't it it's and you, and you learn what works and what doesn't um i think another another big thing for me was and i suppose this is you know trying to be funny in conversation in general not necessarily just for the show but learning when to stop yourself saying something because you know if, you, if you've got half a joke in your head but you're not sure how it's going to end don't start it until you know or you know if you're not 100 percent confident in it then just just don't say it. Sometimes. Yeah, and if you if the moment's passed, if you have a joke in your, I do it all yeah. the time. I've got a joke in my head, and I want to get yeah. it out, but then the conversation moves on a little bit, and I'm yeah. like, oh, no, no, just drop let it. it go. Just yeah, drop yeah. it. It's fine. fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's about it. James, have you got any tips? No. <laughs> James has already just, mastered it. He's a just, natural from day one. T- 
turn up and be grumpy. <laughs> um, I think, and, yeah, and, and broadly speaking, just accept that in like a year's time, you'll be so much better at it. And it's okay if it doesn't particularly go anywhere um, for a while. Because, I mean, certainly, like, like you know, we, <laughs> I think a, a lot of how well we do is it's partly it's just that we've been doing it a long time, but also it's we were among. I mean, not the first. I suppose you were, Dave, weren't you? You were, you were right there at the the start of podcasting, right? Pretty much. I think. Uh, I think. I think. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, yeah, I did two thousand and six. So it was very okay. early on. Because I was a couple of years later, maybe. But point is, like, we've not only have we had that time to build an audience, but there was there was also way less to choose from when we started. Um, and you know, and over time, you sort, of, you, you know, obviously we've we've all gone through different shows and stuff. But every time you bring a portion of that audience with you, and it sort of keeps growing and growing. Um, so I, I I don't envy anyone who who wants to start a show now completely from scratch. But as Dave says, as long as you're doing it primarily for yourself, the rest will work itself out. Well, yeah, and I mean that's not always the case. So so what you've got to do is sit down and think of what you want to get out of mm. it, right? So if determine what success is in your Mm. head because when i sat down and started podcasting um way back then success in my head was that i could listen back to it and laugh right it wasn't oh maybe we can make money out of this maybe this will blow up (laughs) and because that would determine which what you do with your show um and if, if you go into it wanting it to be a money maker and a success then you're going to create a very different show to the one that i'm like sort of giving you advice mm. for basically yeah. so uh, like for, for for example joypod when it started i mean for the first year we had about 40 listeners and to mm. me that was great mm-hmm. someone was listening yeah. that's cool um and that was enough uh so yeah if you're going in expecting it to blow up and be you know successfully in terms of uh, successful in terms of numbers i think you might be a little bit disappointed because it does take a while to get out there and grow an audience and mm. stuff um but if you go out, if you put a podcast together and say, I just want this to be a fun thing that I do once a week, then completely ignore how many people are listening because it's irrelevant. Yep. If you're creating something that you don't mind listening back to and thinking, do you know what, I've put together something here that I think is quite good and it's quite funny or it's quite, you know, it doesn't have to be funny, obviously, it's quite serious and it's it's it gets the message or the story across that I'm trying to get across, then that's that's all part of it, man. But But also... This is another thing that's very important. There's no rules. When someone turns around and goes, oh, I'm not another podcast where they talk about this. Just ignore all that shit. That's just people being idiots. The whole idea of podcasting is that it's completely open. That's the whole fucking point. Mm. You can do a podcast about the most niche thing in the world, or you could do a podcast of you and your mates talking about what was in the news this week. You know, that's the beauty of it. The more podcasts, the better. The more... Uh, stuff out there the better you uh, you know there's a chance that you'll get picked up on there's a chance you won't doesn't really matter just give it a fucking go i love it when i see a new podcasters hit the uh you know when i see someone say oh i've just started a new podcast i'll always listen to it because it's why not like do you know what i mean mm. 
I've found so many podcasts that way that I've I've ended up loving. That's how I met Chet and John. Yeah. Like I saw John post on Rollmuck. I've got this podcast. It was like episode three or something. Um, does anyone want to, you know, if you want to listen to it, I was like, yes, I want to listen to it. I listened to it, loved it. And then that was it. It was like, you know, I listened to every show re- religiously. It was, um, yeah, it's cool, <clears> but good <throat> luck. You yeah. know, it's, it's, um, it's not easy to put your voice out there. It isn't, it's nerve wracking, especially when you're first starting, it's completely nerve wracking. Um, so you know, good on you for giving it a go, and I hope it works out. Yeah, the good news is that after a couple of months, you know that you know how normal people are like, isn't it? You know, when you hear your voice recorded, isn't it weird? It sounds really different. You become immune to that hundred like, percent. Yeah, big like time. the voice I hear through yeah, the speakers yeah. now matches the one I hear in my own head. So. Uh, another good bit of advice is to just be someone who's already really famous and just do a podcast where you just talk to your equally famous That's, mates. I don't know whether I should be bitter about that. <laughs> Peter Crouch's podcast yeah. is crazy. Yeah. You listen to it and it's Peter Crouch. <laughs> My favourite was, I think it goes, Peter, so you were telling us a story, right? about how you tried to get into nightclub just as a crab. What happened? And Peter Crouch goes, yeah. So we went out with the lads and uh, I was just as a crab and tried to get into a nightclub and they all started laughing and they moved on. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. But then to be fair, I have heard episodes of that podcast and it's quite funny. So, you know, things are random. I'm not dicking on that show. But, uh, the, um, yeah, it's, that uh, recent, it's a bit frustrating. That recent Louis Theroux one, that upset you, didn't it? I wasn't a massive no, fan. I mean, I... It was fine. Um, when the, I'm a huge Louis Farouk fan as well, so it was, yeah, it was a bit gutting. Yeah. Um, felt very low effort, didn't it? Um, yeah, it was weird. As, you know, some really good guests and some really interesting discussions, but Louis, you know, when you when you watch Louis on a, a, a show he's done, you know, obviously his thing is he, he will often say nothing and he just allows the person to just fill the void and occasionally... You know, I don't think he's intentionally trying to like wrong foot people, but he does just I don't know, he he uses that silence to let people go, Oh fuck, I need to just keep talking, fuck I'm on telly or whatever. But he's but that's that's what yeah. I do as well. With, with but crucially he's yeah. still a presence on it. Whereas listening to a podcast whereas him interview yeah, don't really work, yeah do him it? interviewing someone else, but actually he's just not even saying much. It is it is crazy that you walk onto this massive platform that people have built for mm. you and you know you're given this massive opportunity like that and you just turn up every week and you don't really put the effort <laughs> in and you know it's the you know it's, 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 it's disrespectful kind of shame, isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah. someone else could have that opportunity yeah, is what yeah. i'm saying someone that puts puts the effort yeah. in should we do the uh socials this week yeah james do you, do you want to do it since matt's not here well well I mean, <laughs> come on, let's, let's go. Let's, let's go. go. James Farley's You've got socials. 90 seconds. What are the socials, though? Like, I don't know what they are. It's like, all okay. written out for so, you. It's in the doc. Yeah. Is it in the doc? Okay. Um, I mean, to be, to be fair, it's so very, when you say it's very loose notes that Matt's written. But... Does it just say socials? No, it doesn't even say that. I'm just having a look. On, I go. mean, there's all that Twitch stuff, isn't there? Like, if you've got, what is it? <laughs> if you've got Amazon Prime, you've got no, Twitch Prime, or is it not Twitch called Prime that anymore? anymore. Don't correct him. Okay. Prime Game, right? Prime Gaming, thank you. Just yeah, if you if you please subscribe, that'd be nice. We'd like that. Um <laughs> So Sean, your 
that's already happened. <laughs> What's already <laughs> happened? James already okay, okay, happened. Stop, 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 stop. James, we need to Go. just... You need to just gather yourself for just a second. Yeah. Are you gathered? Yep. Okay. Right. Let's try this. Let's try this legitimately now. I want you to really go for it. <laughs> you ready? Um, no, I need to think about it for a second. Sorry, hang on. Okay. Because I, th- I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to cover with this. John me to do it. Well, that's I mean, the problem. It's the socials you hear it yeah. every week. Well, no, he doesn't. Cause he's already tuned yeah, out. I don't, I don't hear it. <laughs> hear it. <do> Technically, <laughs> it makes his ears vibrate, but it doesn't. It's not listening, <laughs> is it? <laughs> okay. Right. Ready. And um, okay, so it's in the show, the socials. Uh, James Farley. Um, yeah. So we're we're doing streaming. Um, on Sean's Sean will have already streamed by the time you've heard this. So the next stream will be me. Um, I'm going to do uh, the Nomad Soul. I'm going to start that this Friday. Um, which will be hopefully not awful. Um, well, it will be awful. But uh, I've found a way to get it working. I think. I just need to now figure out how to stream it to Twitch, which I'm hoping is not going to be too complicated. So I'd spend money to do this. I'd like to like get an emulator, and it. it's an it's a nightmare. But anyway, so I'm going to start doing that on Friday. Um, are you doing any streaming, David? Might do a full guys. When are you doing that? Mind your business. Whenever he feels like it. Just whenever, right? Okay, so that that will happen. You'll Free get spirit. a notification. <laughs> You'll get a notification or something. Um, and then. Matt streaming on Sunday, depending on whether his internet works or whatever. Then yeah, I mean you'll get notifications. I mean I'm I'm assuming you probably if you're interested in our streams, you probably already subscribed like <laughs> you know like to our channel. Sort of a so you're probably you. going to get a notification. Oh well, if you're in the shop, so you're probably, you probably gonna... already bought all these. So don't worry about it. You're probably still you probably already got a notification if we've gone live. So that's fine. Um, and then yeah, if you want to subscribe with money, that'd be nice. We like that. Um. And then, if you want to, if you want to contact, if you if you want to contact the show, you can um, via a form, which is uh, which we also already established. We don't like reading the results off. It's (laughs) it's just a bit of a hassle, isn't it? It was easy when I was getting forwarded emails. I preferred that. It's so it's tcgs.co/slash/dear-tcgs. You can contact us with that, and that that'd be that'd be good. Is that it? Is there anything else? Oh, also, no, we've got a Patreon. We've yeah. got a Patreon as well, which we'd appreciate if you could have a look at. You can find that on the internet. And then, and then for anything else, there's tcgs.co. You can go to there where there's t-shirts and stuff. And yeah, Thank you, James. We will catch you next week, hopefully with a full cast. Um, we hope you're doing well. And uh, yeah, thanks for living it. Catch you later. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.